This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. This is this is the three bam podcast this is three beers and a mic Estamos haciendo el tres bam podcast. this is three bam podcast this is three bam podcast this is the three bam podcast three bam podcast three bam podcast three bam podcast this is a three band podcast. This is three beers and a mic. Welcome back, everybody, to the three beers and a mic podcast, 2022 edition. Happy New Year, everybody! Uh, hope your holidays were awesome. Hope you had a great Christmas and uh, got to spend it uh, with your loved ones, and you got all the gifts that you were looking for. I am back. Uh, I missed last uh, the last episode. Thank you uh, for everybody filling in for me. Thank you, Santa, uh, for filling in for us as well. Um, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week, uh, tons of things that have happened uh, since we last recorded. So it's going to be a rather lengthy episode, but uh, we're going to get through it together. Please follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Three Beers and a Mic. Please follow us on Cross the Streams Media as well where you can uh, listen to wonderful podcasts such as Burn Appetite, where the latest episode is Papa John's, Bernie. I just listened to that episode. It was actually really great. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I take full credit for it. (laughs) (laughs) Great episode. Um, Yeah, guys, so uh, let's get into this. uh, We've got a lot to talk about. And, uh, of course, uh, let's introduce everyone who's with us today. Dwayne, say what's up. What's up? Bernie, say what's up. What's up? And, and Skay, what's up, man? Oh, oh, oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, hello. Hello. Well, I'm glad you could join us, my friend. Uh, Adam, unfortunately, cannot be here today. Um, but uh, we got Skay as a wonderful replacement on the uh, main Three Beers and a Mic uh, podcast today. So, welcome. Big shoes to fill, I got to say. Big shoes to fill. You do. You're going to do great. Uh, All right. So um, let's get into what we're drinking. Um, Dwayne, what do you got? Uh, I've been a little bearded out, so I'm drinking an old-fashioned today. Congratulations. (laughs) That's great. You got the orange peel? Is that the one that has the orange peel in it? Yeah, I'm not putting no orange peel in there. (laughs) I mean, I know you got that rule of no fruit in your beers, but. It's basically just whiskey and sugar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little, little cherry and orange. All right, uh, Bernie, what you got, man? It's no different than putting Coke in it. I mean, come on. So, I recently moved to St. Louis, and I have been talking about this beer on this show for a while. The famous peanut butter beer that I got Rami last oh, time I lived man. in St. Louis. Dude, that stuff is awesome. It is called Absence of Light. 
Yeah. From Four Hands Brewery. So I have one of those. And then I have a Urban Chestnut German Style Pilsner. Which is another what? local brewery here in uh, uh, St. Louis. What did you say it was? Herb Chestnut? What? Urban Chestnut is the name of the brewery. Oh. What? Uh... I thought that was like the style of beer. I'm like, what? They're putting <laughs> chestnuts in there? <laughs> nah. German style Pilsner. <laughs> the beer. How are those? Uh, how are those cookie beers that you got? Have you tried those yet? Which ones? Because I got two separate packs of them. <laughs> yeah, there was like a sampler pack. Uh, yeah, so the the Oak Fallon's one was um, those were the cookies that weren't stouts. Okay. Um, really weird all across the board. Some pretty good, some not so good. Um, the Four Hands Milk Stout um, Girl Scout cookie pack that I got. Uh, not good. Not good. <laughs> all right. It's too much. Like the thin mint one tasted like freaking like mint. Like, do you want to drink a sixteen ounce thing of mint? No, no, yes. <laughs> no, no. It was, no. It was not good. All right. So some winners, some losers. That's fair. Yep. But that's that's what you got to do. I mean, it sounds like more losers it. than winners. Though. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not beer that like I'm so used to pounding my Mick Ultras, you know what I mean? And just having a refreshing drink. These are not refreshing drinks. These are, these are too much. Fair. All right, Skay, what do you got, man? I mean, Nope. Uh, I, I thought I did. Uh, oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I've been heavy on the beer train lately too. So uh, for a Christmas party, somebody brought over this bottle of Basil Hayden whiskey which seems to just be Jim Beam whiskey in a fancier bottle. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just having a little glass of whiskey, a couple cubes of ice in there. All right, awesome. Uh, I actually am not beered out, surprisingly. I'm liquored out, so I'm not going to be drinking any of that for a while. But I do have a new beer, which I bought. I'm going to try for the first time on this podcast. It's from the uh, Fullbrook Ale Works uh, Company from Richmond, Texas. And it's called uh, This Is The Way IPA. Oh. <laughs> Figured that was appropriate. Um, so I'm going to give that a shot. And then I got two Miller Lights just to wash it down with. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm a sucker for all those like nerdy beers where, uh, you know, they have a picture of Mario or Donkey Kong on them. You know, I at least got to give them a try. You didn't have the, uh, the punch out one yet? I have. It's actually really good. You're like a toddler where you see something you recognize in a store and you just start tugging on mommy's little shirt. <laughs> yeah. They do. They, they, I'm a sucker for it, man. They sold me. Uh, you put a picture of a Mandalorian helmet on a can. I'm going to buy it. Uh, it's actually pretty good. I don't care how much it costs. <laughs> it, has, it has a one-inch kind of picture of Mando's helmet. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, let's get this show started. Um, we're going to kind of have an order to this episode because we have a lot of uh, TV shows and movies that have come out um, and that we really want to discuss. We're going to be giving our thoughts at the end of the episode for anyone who was wondering, who listens to us uh, you know, on a regular basis, why haven't we uh, reviewed Spider-Man yet? 
Um, we are going to be talking about that at the end of the episode. We'll be giving our thoughts, a couple spoilers, overall, you know, re- you know, impressions of the film. But we do deep dives into that movie um, on our Three Beers in an MCU podcast that's hosted by uh, these other three, uh, Skay, Bernie, and Dwayne. So uh, we will be talking about the film, uh, but we're going to first start off with some uh, 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 TV series and Netflix series and Disney Plus series that we've been watching as well. Uh, so let's start off with the Marvel canon. Let's get into some Hawkeye. Uh, have all of us seen the full six-episode run? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. All right. Awesome. So um, we'll just go around and give our impressions. We don't have to do like a episode-for-episode episode kind of breakdown. Um, we did kind of discuss last time we talked that the show was a lot better than we thought it was going to be. Um it was very surprising to me how much I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought maybe the Christmas theme and Bernie kind of had the same sentiment would be kind of old and kind of hurt its rewatchability. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, we, I don't think we discussed the the big reveal. No, no, no. Because you uh, said it was coming. I was like, nah, they'll never do that. That's silly. Yeah, and I was like, they, nah, this is another Mephisto bullshit. And then yeah. they did it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they did. Uh, so we can let's get into that. Um, we we got to uh, we got to episode six, and one of the big huge rumors was that um, Kingpin was going to be in the uh, series finale. And as you got to the end of episode five, you kind of had this blurry screenshot of a big, you know, bald head dude, and you're like, "Holy crap! Okay." Um, it looks like we're going to have an episode with Kingpin, uh, which could set up some future maybe movies with him, or maybe he'll be kind of like this uh, criminal sort of mastermind bad guy. And the Netflix Kingpin, don't undersell Net- it. Yeah, yeah, the Netflix <laughs> Kingpin, which has yes. been confirmed as the Netflix dude. Yes, this is this is uh, Marvel coming out and saying that those Netflix shows are now canon. We are some of them. To, some of them, yeah. We're going to be putting this character in the Hawkeye universe. What do you mean? Basically all but uh, Iron Fist is kind of what they said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they've kind of they've kind of went and picked and chosen the shows that they enjoyed and the one that they didn't are kind of off to the wayside. And I think we all agree that in our discussions, you know, a couple of years ago when we had our Iron Fist and, you know, reviews and Luke Cage reviews, that we had our least favorite character in that Defenders universe, which was Iron Fist. He was, his, his, both of his seasons were awful. I mean, it was neck and neck with Jessica Jones for me, but that's, that's not, right. it's not true because Jessica, <laughs> like Jessica, Jessica Jones is great. Jessica Jones is wonderful. I think want season two. Oh my God. There was a season three, you know, right? I didn't know that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only you. watched half of Luke Cage season two, too. Luke Cage was okay. Anyway, so we have the Kingpin. Like that's let's just start it off right away. We've got we've got uh Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin, Netflix Kingpin in the Hawkeye universe. What a crazy cliffhanger though for a show that's weekly though. Like you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean at the end of episode five? It's yeah. the old the old oh. school have to wait a week thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was so crazy because you know, those you read these rumors on the internet and then like Wayne said, the Mephisto stuff and you just kind of get hyped up. You're like, well, they're not going to do that. Well, they did. 
and it was great. And uh, going into the Hawkeye series, before I started hearing these rumors, I didn't even, that didn't even cross my mind. Like, I, I didn't even put two and two together and like, well, maybe they'll put in Kingpin. No, had no clue. So that was, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, we'll go around and we'll uh, kind of discuss our impressions and, you know, give a rating at the end of what we thought of the show and kind of maybe rank them uh, with the other Disney Plus shows that we've seen. So, uh, Dwayne, what did you think of the Hawkeye series on Disney Plus? I liked it. I thought it was fun. Uh, humor was good. It wasn't overwhelming. Action was good. Throwing in the fucking kingpin. I mean, come on. And not only that, they showed the kingpin like full force kingpin. Like, oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Fucking oh, arrow yeah. goes in him. He's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, just keeps moving on, and you're like, oh shit, he's uh, more powerful than they ever let on in Daredevil. It's not just arrows. I mean, like this dude was getting shot in the chest, yeah. and he was just like hacking the arrows off with his bare hands. Like, meh, whatever, dude. That doesn't hurt me. Um, yeah. It was yeah. fun. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. And, and I, it's kind of cool to like thinking about it now. Like Hawkeye never really got an origin. Like he just showed up in Thor, and then he was just kind of always there. So like we kind of get to know him. This is like his backstory, almost kind of, but not really. But it it, it just it builds the character out. It it took. It took a character that I think most people would say is their least favorite Avenger or one that never was mentioned as their favorite. Like when you ask who's your favorite Avenger, nobody says Hawkeye. And it, it made who? <laughs> who you have you know someone whose favorite character is Hawkeye? Yeah, the Kate Bishop. <laughs> oh well, okay. Yeah, yeah fair. He's um, got you there. Yeah. <laughs> And turned him into, like, a really interesting character. Like, he was a really good kind of role model person, but not really. And he just... Well, it showed his his shield side, right? His, like, yeah. super uh, spy type shit. Like, he wasn't just bow and arrow. He could actually do other shit. Yeah, no, it was... Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Skay, what'd you think, man? I like Dwayne. I had felt about the same way. It was like short, sweet, kind of fun. Um, I really liked like the depth that gave Hawkeye, um, like more of his kind of backstory a little bit. I never knew Hawkeye was like deaf or part deaf or anything. Um, so that well, was we, kind we of just learned that. Well, that we did. Is mm-hmm. that is that something that was or like it happened through all the shit that we've seen? Happened like, through all the shit that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, it, it you had, and that's what I really liked about them explaining that. You had a five-second montage of him just getting stuff blown up next to his head. Okay. And it kind of showed just quick clips from Avengers and all the movies. Of but him. it kind of humanizes them too, right? Yeah, just get, yeah. having stuff blown. And it just shows you, dude, this guy's not a superhero, like a, like a super-powered person. He's a human being who's having bombs blown off in, next to his ears, and he's going to lose his hearing. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, like uh, cool. I like Yelena too. Um, sure. Started seeing her in the Black Widow movie, and now here she comes in this again. Um, we, we said she, that during the Black Widow film that she's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. She reminds me of her father a lot. <laughs> she's got sure. like that Russian <laughs> accent and kind of like 
like funny kind Goofy. of jokey type of way to her. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you sit down and eat some macaroni and cheese? It's good. Kate Bishop. Her fake father. Well, yeah, but, you know, the only dad she ever really knew, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The other, only other note I have, but probably my favorite part of the whole series, outside of Kingpin, which I... uh, Yeah, I was going to say, where's Skay's power ranking? (laughs) He's powerful. He's He's powerful. powerful. (laughs) I was disappointed at, like, his ending um, because he was, like, powerful. Oh, that was not his ending. No, it wasn't? No, no, if they don't show a character die on screen, he's not dead. Well, we'll see. Well, it was implied, but I guess you're right. He could come back. Yeah, Um, comic book, Skay. Yeah, they. No uh, Skay is, dead. Skay is uh, talking about the ending where one of his proteges uh, shot him. Apparently, Echo. And, uh, yeah, Echo, and shot him. And you know, it's off screen. You hear the loud bang of the gun, and usually that means that he's going to come back. Um, in my Herbie. opinion, that's her we'll being see. shot. We'll see. That's you think she opinion. just she just no, turned the gun around the and like, wow. she's getting the spinoff show. I think he has a gun and he shoots her. Oh. Echo, but, is um, getting, Echo is getting a spinoff show? Where did you hear that? I just heard it recently. Oh, man. Okay. Because, like, well, I'll talk about that later. You got all these B-list characters getting spinoff shows. I I just hope that they don't do that. But A lot but, will get canceled, I think. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like it might... It might be too much, you know. That's like too deep a cut right there. Yeah, we don't fucking need a series with her. Why? Unless she was the... part of a team up with other people, maybe. But like, who cares? Who cares about her? Do well, you know she's really deaf and amputated? She yeah, is. I know she's cool. actually. I yeah. read that um, Jeremy Renner and um, crap person who plays Kate Bishop actually learned sign language so they can communicate with her on yeah. set and stuff. Haley Stanfield, I think her name is. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, Stanfield, Seinfeld, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no it's relation. Not, One yeah, of those spells. Not. Yeah, they learned sign language so they could communicate with her. That's really cool. Yeah. No, because um, you got like the Agatha Harkness show coming out, and I'm starting to see this stuff. I'm like, oh no, here we go. I don't want over, an echo show. Oversaturate the market. Yeah. But go ahead, Skay. Please continue. My uh my like other favorite part of the whole series was the musical that they had oh the, like the God. steve rogers musical oh, i was man. i was like dying and, and especially after the last like uh episode where they put that in like the end, the credit end credit scene, scene? the oh, whole amazing. like song yeah that was awesome my only issue with that why was ant-man in the <laughs> musical do this. why <laughs> the fuck was ant-man there he's that, an original kind of avenger joke. Yeah, but he's not like they, you know, right before that in the episode, they, or maybe that was episode five, they show Hawkeye like standing next to that little memorial thing for the Avengers. And he's trying to talk, you know, he talks to Nat a little bit through the plaque. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it doesn't say uh, Scott's name there. So why the well, fuck is Ant Man in the doesn't, musical? Doesn't Hawkeye, when he's watching the musical in the first episode, be like, Ant Man wasn't there? Didn't he, <laughs> didn't he say that? I don't remember they, now, but no, they uh, they somebody alluded. said it. Yeah, somebody said something about like this isn't the way it happened, or these people weren't there, or whatever the case may be. It's 
it's it's Marvel's way of showing them trying to um, uh, rewrite history in this world about the events that took place in New York, right? It's it's a jazzy, upbeat retelling of this massacre that happened in New York City, where a million people died, and the you know shadowy government tried to nuke their own citizens. Uh, so you've got you know Thor dancing around in pajamas and you know, a skinny Hulk in green paint and, you know, uh, Ant-Man showing up for no reason. So um, I, I know that Marvel knows that Ant-Man wasn't there, but um, I don't think the audience knew that. Like if you, if you went into this musical in this sort of fake universe um, and we're watching this as a, as a citizen, uh, you might not even remember that Ant-Man wasn't part of that battle. You just I the Avenger. would fly to New York to go see it. Oh, of course you would. I would too. <laughs> I, I would, would also not. day one I would be there <laughs> the musical was great what an awesome end credit scene at the end of, of episode 6 that was like 5 minutes long yeah it was a full yeah. it was a full uh, performance there that was crazy yeah it was wonderful alright Bernie what'd you think uh, real quick I saw some t-shirts of um they had Hamilton. You know how Hamilton's logo, he's standing on the star? Yes. Well, they had Rogers, the musical, and the star was the star on the shield, and Rogers was standing on it, like oh parroting God. the Hamilton logo. Please, please tell oh, me why. It. it was so good. No, I didn't buy it, and then I can't find it again. That's That was a mistake. <laughs> it's probably been yeah. taken down by Disney. That was <laughs> a mistake. We'll just get it. We'll get Aaron to make it. He can make it. <laughs> um. I thought it was, I thought it was fun, and that's the most important thing with these Disney shows, yeah. is they all don't have to be like world changing, you know what I, I mean? mean? Like they don't have to be these big set pieces, and like, like it has to change everything you know about the MCU. It, some of these can just be fun. Six episodes of fun. Kate Bishop was really funny. I thought she was great in this. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool to learn about Hawkeye's wife. Yeah. Agent, what is she? Agent nineteen. Yeah, Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which that discredits cool. uh, Agents of Shield. Perfect. Ah, who cares. Good. good. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's why she's always like, before you're watching their relationship, and she's always real interested in what he's doing and like giving him advice, and you're always just like, oh, she just like a supportive wife, or what? Uh, she's in the biz, as they say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So that was cool. And then fucking Kingpin, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Daredevil Kingpin was more of like uh, a puppet master. Yeah. You know, pulling strings behind the scenes kind of thing. This guy was just, <laughs> this guy was just fucking powerful. Just oh, yeah. thro- throwing haymakers and <laughs> uh, Kate and Bishop I, was flying actually, 20 feet. And just thinking about it now, I forgot like uh, Kate Bishop's mom like drove a car into him, right? Mm. Yeah, blasted him <laughs> through the wall of that building, yeah. yeah. And he so, just kind of like got up, rust off the dust. <laughs> he's so powerful. Um, I thought I thought it was really funny. It was a fun show, and that's what it needed to be. It's not the best Disney show. Um, Moon Knight is. Obviously, yep. But um, yep. You don't know that yet. No, we do. I mean, no, the worst. Maybe... No, we do. we do. We know. M- Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, number one and number two. <laughs> uh, it was good. I've I can't really think of any complaints about it. Awesome. Other and what I do like 
is they leaned into the silliness of Hawkeye and who he is and what he does. Yeah. Like those arrows that he was coming up with were so silly and ridiculous, yeah. but like oh, they, man. they knew it and they played up to it. Yeah. Which I thought was really, really funny and smart. Well, I saw, uh, you know, somebody drew a picture and they're like, it's kind of like, you know, Ant-Man going up Thanos's butt and getting big. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, shoot the, uh, pin arrow at, uh, Kingpin to make him small. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, the the scene in the ice rink where they went just full like inspect gadget with all the arrows and just were shooting just twenty five different uh, you know uh, hilarious arrows and ones a net at, at the uh, thousand uh, tracksuit people that came out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Oh my gosh, it, it was, was so silly. Even, even before that, like they're like great. shooting arrows that like have purple foam to cover up cameras and stuff. It's just like ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, here's what's here's what's interesting though is that if this show was bad, we would get to a scene like that and say, "Man, what a this is so stupid." He's got like a an arrow that shoots a net, and he's got a pin particle arrow. Like this is so dumb. But since the show was good, we get to a scene like that, and we're like, "Ah, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad that they had the cheese factor and that." It's all know, about tone. Just, if they were doing that yeah. seriously, I would say this is fucking stupid. But it was not in serious tone whatsoever yeah i agree well and um, i think yeah. going back to the musical that kind of yeah the opening scene the whole... of the yeah the <laughs> opening scene for the whole series is the rogers musical <laughs> that kind of sets the tone of the show right yeah <laughs> yeah um i said i i back everything you guys said um even even more of a surprise for me no not more of a surprise but a lesser surprise was I totally forgot that Yelena was going to be in the show. I I totally forgot she was even a thing, and that that oh scene, that blip that scene with her b- being blipped was crazy. Oh man, yeah. insanity! I just completely forgot at the end of uh, Black Widow that there was uh you know uh, uh Julia Louis Dreyfus giving her a template of this target that she has to go you know finish, and it was Hawkeye. So mm-hmm. I just I'm watching this episode three, four episodes deep, and they're fighting, you know, some secret assassin on top of the roof. Never even thought it was her. Didn't what? think for a second until she took off her mask. I said, Oh, I oh what about oh, when geez. she shot the wrist bracelet? Come on. No. Didn't put it together. <laughs> I told you it's it was as dumb on my part. It was a rookie mistake. Well, in uh not only that, they established that like Black Widow's not just her. Like he was like, we've been, you know, we have a target on our back from the Black Widows. Like somebody hired a Black Widow to kill us. Like, yeah, it's known as an organization, not just a person. Are they still a thing though? Black Widow shouldn't be a thing. They got rid of um, Poison Harvey. He doesn't have the pheromone control over him anymore. Yeah, no, but but that doesn't mean the Black Widows aren't out there. But is that common knowledge? (laughs) But who's who's controlling them then? Yeah, they're they're hitmen for hire. I mean, I guess we're gonna save that information yeah, for when when she has her own movie, right? When Black Widow two comes out, they'll probably maybe discuss what happened to them afterwards. She won't have a movie. I hope she does. She's wonderful. I don't think she'll have a movie. Black I, Widow two back in black. 
<laughs> I really, really like her character a lot. I think she's super funny. She's a great actress. She plays well with all these characters. And she's got this, like that scene when she was talking to Kate Bishop and they were just chilling with macaroni and cheese. She was basically uh, telling her in a calm way, I could murder you at any time I want. Uh, so you're going to sit down and have this dinner with me and give me the information I need. Uh, I don't. I don't know awesome. if I could do a whole movie with her. I think she's great in bursts, but she's like too jokey. You know what I mean? I like her, man. I, can you imagine two hours? That's of, what I'm saying. That, I don't. Though? I don't think she can carry a movie. Two hours of like like not taking anything seriously would just like drive me insane. All right, fair enough. Um, I just I'm saying I'm really glad she was in the show. Um, I, I thought she added some great, uh, uh, you know, fight scenes and, you know, I really liked her dialogue and all that stuff. Yes. I really like Kate Bishop. I thought she was wonderful. Um, the entire series, I thought it was a perfect casting. I can't uh, wait to see her in young Avengers. It's going to be awesome. Oh man. <laughs> there's this, there's this scene where they're interviewing Kate Bishop with Kevin Feige in the background. And one reporter asks her directly, are you guys setting up the Young Avengers? And she just looks at Kevin like, what do I say? And he just kind of <laughs> like shakes his head like, nah. <laughs> Holds up a gun to the back of her head. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, yeah, the Kingpin reveal was great. I love how he wasn't nerfed and he's just, dude, Kate Bishop had zero chance with him. I know she got in one of those arrows at the very end, which I'm fine with. But every time she tried to attack him, he would just grab her and throw her against the wall. And then he would try to escape, and she'd try again, and he would just grab her and throw her against another wall. So I like that sort of um, writing because people in a room somewhere had to write this scene, and they're like, dude, this person has no chance against this guy. So she's just going to get beat up for four minutes and then get a lucky arrow in, which I thought was was smart. Um I thought Jeremy Renner was uh, really great throughout. I love the fact that he's recognized in the movie, but not like flocked over. Like it's not like Tony Stark is walking down New York Avenue and he's got this crowd of people trying to get his autograph. People know who he is. They buy him a drink and they say, thank you for your service. But he's not just gang tackled by fans, um, which I thought was really, really smart as well. Um, And yeah, the musical was awesome. So that was the highlight for me. And uh, I just overall, I really liked it. So uh, we'll go in reverse order, kind of give our score of the entire series, all six episodes. I'll start first and we'll go Skay, Bernie and uh, Dwayne. Uh, eight out of ten. I enjoyed it. Liked it. Thumbs up. Would recommend. Skay? Uh, I got a 7.75. It was it was pretty good. It was enjoyable. Nothing real spectacular, but it was fun. Awesome. Bernie? Uh, I'm kind of with Skay with the 7.75. I think good that's a pretty, pretty good score. All right. And Dwayne? I'm with Rami. I was going to go eight. <clears throat> I, think it, I think it's a good, fun show. Will I rewatch it? Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, I won't. Would you, would you guys be excited for a season two? If Jeremy Renner was not in it, no. Okay, I agree. Yeah, I think it would be like a little early to 
have him kind of jump well, off unless something was, else happens in between now and a potential future season two. But I mean, the fun part was the kind of buddy cop comedy duel of them. You know, that was part of the fun, right? Yeah, right, like yeah. The, the mentor, uh, mentor and student relationship yeah. thing. When and he I tells. Hope- I was going to say, when he tells Kate, like, uh, you're my partner, your mess is my mess, too. I got to help stay and help you clean this up. And she gets, like, real excited and her eyes go huge. Like, yeah, that was, that relationship is, like, a big, that was, like, the crux of the show right there. That was it. That was the show. Yeah, I am, I am totally fine with, with them having a season two and her getting into some hot water with the kingpin. And he has to come back and, and help her. I, I don't. I, I think Disney knows that the show works because of him and her relationship. And if you just put her in a show by herself, you'll lose a big part of your audience. Um, so I, I look forward to a season two if he is in it. I would, I would think even if they do a Young Avengers, I think he'll be in there somewhere guiding them. Dude, just, Either guiding her or guiding the team. Yeah, just pay him four or five million bucks and have him come back. And yeah, just I like him being in these TV shows. Maybe he wasn't the most popular Avenger in the movies, but in this role, he's great. Um, so I I welcome it. All right. So uh, next topic, we'll stick with some Disney Plus. This will be a little bit shorter because we only have to review one episode. Um, Book of Boba Fett was released this past Wednesday. And we all got to watch episode one. It's about forty minutes or so, uh, not terribly long, um, but no, it's it's terrible, terribly. Okay. <laughs> well, let's let's. I mean, let's let's let our audience just be surprised by how much you hate it. <laughs> but if you want to come right out of the gate, so I'm going to leave you last because I'm hoping that the other three, including myself, have some good things to say. Um, but it uh, debuted. I watched it. I woke up that morning and watched the episode, which I rarely do. Uh, I'm not into the 8.30 a.m. you know, debut of a Disney Plus series because I like to watch it at night um, when the kids are in bed and I can make some popcorn and do that type of thing. But I was excited. I wanted to, I wanted to see it. And uh, I'll give my impressions first, and we'll kind of go around ending with Bernie. Um, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a good first episode. Um, I, I like the fact that, that spoilers, of course, I like the fact that they started off the show by actually showing you um, how Boba Fett escaped the Sarlacc pit. A lot of fans have been wanting to see that on screen for quite a while. You have your Star Wars Legends, um, you know, book series that kind of described how he did it. And this was exactly the same. Um, the way that he escaped and the, the big the- mystery. He climbed up. <laughs> This is how Pat Oswald said it in what was it community? Not community. Uh, in Parks, Parks and, Rec. and Rec. Parks and Rec. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but how fun. else would he escape it? I mean, it's not like he was going out on a limb. No, you know? it's he could have flown out, right? Yeah, it's not anything complicated. It's just he was swallowed whole with his gadgets intact and was able to use his weapons and his flamethrower to burn the thing alive. Like that makes sense to me. So I I liked it. Um, but yeah, it shows basically it kind of flashes back and flashes forward how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit. He was really wounded. Um, his armor was stolen by the Jawas. And then he gets abducted by the Tusken Raiders. 
and, you know, was kind of tortured and, you know, dragged through the desert. And then it kind of flashes forward about how he's trying to establish a new regime now that uh, uh, Bib Fortuna is dead. So Jabba died, of course, in Jedi. Bib Fortuna started getting super fat and taking over his role. And uh, on Bernie's now, favorite planet. Yeah. On Ber- how about <laughs> let, me, let me just say Tatooine. real quick. Let me just say real quick, I am so happy to be back on Tatooine. (laughs) We haven't been to Tatooine for at least like 30 minutes of Star Wars. (laughs) The nexus of the universe is Tatooine. Um, But yeah, he wants to do things. uh, He's trying to maintain his tough sort of exterior and people are bringing him presents and money and that's the one thing I thought when watching this. I was thinking, man, Boba Fett looks so tough. <laughs> 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 With all his uh, his slow fat fight scenes, I was like, man, that guy, he's <laughs> tough. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll, okay, I want I, I'll let you talk about the fight scenes uh, when you get to it, and then I'll I'll comment on your uh, take on that. Um, but yeah, so you know, he's just trying to establish a new regime. People are bringing him offerings and, you know, uh, there's this mystery mayor character who's not liking the fact that Boba Fett is the new, you know, uh, master of the criminal underworld. But what you don't know is the mayor is actually Kingpin. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, it'll be some other stupid Star Wars character that we already know that was in the background of one of the old fucking movies. Uh, but yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I understood you, you guys probably thought I was going to say that anyway, no matter what. But um, no, I like not I you. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think, Skay? I liked it too. I, was, hey. Hey, I had nothing, no complaints. I did, I really liked the scenes where he's like getting drugged through the desert by the Tuscan oh, Raiders and absolutely. his skin. It, it, I don't remember anywhere like back in his canon did he get horribly burnt or anything before it must have been clone wars or something right i thought maybe it was just he was from a child being... in clone wars he's yeah, a little he was he was he a little was baby yeah, but i thought like 11 i thought maybe that was just from like a an effect from falling in the sarlacc you know being digested by the thing you know stomach acids and stuff like that it leaves these scars and marks he's got these patches of white shit all over his skin Mm-hmm. And then they go ahead and drag him through the desert for I days, hear, question mark. I hear another side effect of is gaining 80 pounds. <laughs> so here's where I I understood, I thought that as well, that his scars and his burns were because, like, the Sarlacc removed his armor, like, spit it out because it can't digest, you know, an undestru- indestructible metal. And then, like, yeah, it was just, like, slowly consuming his skin and his bones over time and that's how he got so disfigured but clearly in the show he got out kind of quick and he still had his armor intact so i'm assuming maybe the sarlacc injected him with a poison or something that that was they'll they'll explain it some other backstories yeah because you're right he had his armor on and the fact that he was so disfigured he didn't look that way before in my assumption well, how do you know? Um, we never saw him without his mask. Before, you right? don't, but we just assume that in Mandalorian season two, when he, Other than when he saw him, kid. yeah, when you saw him in his human form, that he was all gross and scarred. You're like, oh, well, that's from the Sarlacc pit. It has to be. But and I the, don't know. I, I yeah. wouldn't think that the armor is, you know, like skin tight. That, that you got to have some digestive juices maybe well, going well, up or soaking <laughs> into the cloth or. 
I yeah. think I got it. He used a flamethrower to get out, right? Well, yeah. metal's going to heat up. Oh. oh okay. Skin. There you Maybe. go. Yeah. Huh? Very yeah, good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Plus, with the sun, the twin sun damage from the sons of Tatooine, <laughs> yeah. being drugged through the desert, and I love how know, we're giving this show so much credit, and Bernie's just like having doesn't. An <laughs> in the they don't get to. They don't get to go up to that moisture farm and get any water or anything, no, you don't. know, because it's been raided already. So, hey, you know, hey Bernie, how do you like seeing moisture farms? <laughs> you enjoying those moisture farms? Was was that the Skywalkers? They were. It uh, could have, yeah. Could have been. Could have been. been. The, yeah, there you go. Could have been. That's awesome. Um, but uh, <laughs> they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't show any other building. They had to show that one. <laughs> what other buildings do you know? Like there are there other buildings on Tatooine. You you could make whatever you want. <laughs> Endless possibilities. They could even they could have that, but then add something to it so it's different. But no, it has to be the same. Well, they did add. They added those nice, like spray painted JL Audio like logos on the front. Whoever they, you know, spray painting their tags right on the side. They added right there. Oh, mm -hmm. we'll find out who they are later. Don't worry. <laughs> but uh, no, I you know it was just the first episode, a little introductory stuff. I enjoyed it. Awesome. <clears throat> All right, Dwayne, what'd you think? It's all right. <laughs> okay. All right, we're getting, starting to get into the thick of it. I wasn't blown away. I mean, seeing him crawl out of the sod, like, whatever. Who cares? Like, I guess they're focusing on his backstory, but I don't know why we can't just move forward instead of not worrying about what because happened. Because it's Star Wars, Dwayne, and Star Wars is not allowed to move forward ever. <laughs> they have yet to move forward, and there's been nine fucking movies. It's, <laughs> it's the book of Boba Fett, too. This is his story. This is this is who he is. True. This is him. I guess I get you. Uh, yeah, uh, they need to keep his helmet on for every fight scene. I think uh, needs their helmet on for every fight scene. <laughs> They're both just the fight scenes were just. Uh, I wasn't like excited, like oh man, these guys are badasses. It was a little disappointing. You didn't even think that about the like the big desert monster with four arms fight scene. You didn't like that at all. He just mm -hmm. fucking Princess Leia the fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. You can even kill it in a unique way. He used the chains like Leia. I mean, what's he supposed to do? He has nothing. He has no armor, no weapons, no Endless nothing. Possibilities, Gay. You can do anything other than that. He had one possibility, he and that was climb chain, up on his back it, and choke. Wrap the chain around his head and just beat the head in. <laughs> mm -hmm. See, that's different. Uh, maybe. Listen. This show reminded me of The Irishman. I don't know if you guys have seen that before, yeah, but there's this scene where yeah. Robert De Niro is supposed to be 30, I think he's supposed to be 34 years old, so like my age, and beating up this store owner who like touched his daughter or something. I don't even remember the context of it because I shut the movie off after the scene. He goes and he throws the guy outside and he starts like to beat on him, but it is. <laughs> Robert De Niro as like a 80 year old man trying to be 30 kicking this guy on the ground and it is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It is so bad. 
And that's exactly what the fight scenes in this stupid show were. It was the so- old fat slow guy, like the worst fighting ever. He goes into the Sarlacc pit, all right? And we yes. see him come out. We have to assume that's an hour or two later, right? Sure. Okay. So he goes in the slim, like <laughs> middle age, like middle age, still in shape, like prime of your life guy, right? We see him from the movies in Return of the Jedi. Like he, he's he has the build of like a younger man, or at least a thirty year old man. Nice slim build, top of his game too. One of the top bounty hunters ever. Right? Yeah. In this universe. He is. He climbs out of the Sarlacc pit and he's old, fat, and slow, <laughs> even though like an hour's time passed. And he can't fight. Once his armor and shit's taken off, he, he's like dumbfounded trying to fight these Tusken Raiders. I think they should have. I'll, I'll give some negativity. I, I, I don't disagree with you. When you brought up that point, I'm like, okay, I, I, I understand. They maybe could have shown more time passing of him being stuck in the pit to maybe give the audience perspective of the torture he went through. Just show and, just show his hand come up and like his head peek out of the sand and then cut. And then that's where you do the time passage. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and and it would have given better perspective to him having suffered and maybe gaining some weight and looking different because the Sarlacc took such a toll on his body. The thing I want to ask you about the fight. Or just show him in a fucking chamber and being healed again, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, they did. They did show some of the chamber stuff in I know. Palace. That's no, present that's day. Present day. That's present day. That's present day. I know. Here's my no, question. Actually, it's past and present because it's the same fucking fat actor. He's the same. One, of, one of the things we liked so much about Mando season two was the episode where Boba Fett just went ham on everyone using a Tuscan Raider staff. And those yeah. fight scenes were brutal. He was breaking armor, looked tough, flamethrower, just murdering people. Where, where, why didn't they just do that again? Why, what happened between that season and this season where the fight scenes look worse? Because they took his helmet off. Is that just, is that <laughs> it just had to be him and not a, yeah, it had stunt, to be not him. A stunt double? So then I agree with Bernie more fight scenes with the stunt double. If if that's what it was is that he just is looking super powerful and and just teeing off on all these stormtroopers and Mando, then he needs to do that again in this show. See, uh, I I don't think that's what they're going for here though. Like he is like I think in this show he's older and weaker, you know, they after the fight in town with the shield he guys. He is, but they're using that old weak guy as the past guy as well. And that doesn't make any sense. Well, the old weak guy is just choked out a big four-armed desert monster. Like, yeah, uh, he's powerful back then, but he's also been weakened by his experience in the Sarlacc pit and being drugged through the desert, chained to a post and, you know, with no food, water, whatever. Like, he, he is in a weakened state at that point, And he still is, you know, in the future times, too. Which is why they're showing the the back to tank scenes yeah. where he's trying to regenerate. But he's literally the same person that was in Mando in present day. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like when we got introduced to him in Mando, uh, he just was unstoppable, man. That Tuscan Raider scene where he's just murdering folks with the staff was really cool. And it gave an impression that this guy is this is the dude. But then he does say during that fight scene that Bernie was talking about where it's all slow and you know, uh, sluggish. 
that I got to get to my tank. Like it seemed yeah. like he was losing. Well, and he came out of the tank early too, right? Yeah, he did. So maybe there's some stuff we'll see that it will explain why he gets so winded. Or oh, I, I can't wait to see more tank stuff. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's lo- it's long term damage from being in that sarlacc. He was inhaling all the digestive fumes yeah. and gases, and that's why he got fat too. I think, it started I think breaking Dwayne's down his correct. flesh. I think, I think it's burns from the flamethrower in close quarters sure. with the metal armor. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Um, you, you can't have a flamethrower burning an entire Sarlacc beast without some sort of damage to you. Um, Actually, I think, I think what also could happen is um, there's this purple alien that was dancing in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. All right, do you remember him? Well, he is going to show up, and he was the one who gave him all the scars. Oh my god! <laughs> not a new are character. You, you... Not a new character. This is this has to be an old character. We don't do new characters. What is the blue elephant's name? He has a name. Yep. Max Max something. Max Zebo or Max Zebo? That sounds right. It's Max he, something. He's the mayor. <laughs> Blue elephant is the mayor. Yeah, because he's gonna. The... That's his theme song. He walks down the street. Watch, watch that actually be the mayor. It's no, it, it's just gonna be Palpatine. He's the mayor. Uh, yeah, no, Palpatine had another grandkid. It's, it's gonna be a Skywalker descendant. Yep, Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> What's your last name? Skywalker. <laughs> Solo. Hey, do you know Luke? <laughs> He's my cousin. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, you know, we have some we have some enjoyment. We've got some, you know, eh scores, and then we've got Bernie with his like a uh, I mean, I'm gonna watch it's it. pointless. It's Man. pointless. You don't know that. The show doesn't know what it wants to do. Yeah, you don't know that. Not it doesn't know why it exists. It sucks and it's pointless, and he's fat, old, and slow, and I hate it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I can't wait for episode two. <laughs> 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 All right. So, um, how how we'll, we'll go on to a different series. This will be our uh, last um, uh, television show we're going to talk about. How many episodes of Cobra Kai did you guys get into, or at all? Three. All three. You None. finished the whole season? Yeah. Damn, I only finished the first two. Skate, you got you didn't watch it. I don't even know if you're into that show. No, I didn't watch this is the second season of this, right? Fourth. Fourth. Fourth? Fourth? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. No, I haven't I haven't seen any of it. <laughs> it's yes. good though, Sky. Listen, I am totally against he shows was like this. A, he was a hater of this show ever yeah, before. I refused he to watch it, refused. and then I sat down and watched it. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. Hmm. they make it's fun so, of themselves. Yeah, they do. It's very self aware of how stupid karate fighting and shit is. You guys really haven't even got. That. Can I give you a small spoiler? It's not really that big of a spoiler because yeah, you know the, the uh, what is it the All Valley All, tournament, All Valley tournament, right? Yes. Like everybody's like, why is this such a big deal, right? Well, yeah. this one, they're like, we have to make this a big deal. So it's like WWE, like <laughs> announcer lights. Oh, this is great. Intros. 
Sunday, Sunday, really? Sunday, the All Valley Karate Tournament. Say, it's 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 pretty good. It yeah. It's very self-aware and makes fun of itself and the old movies. Like it's it's good. Dude, see, uh, I don't what's his name uh, Silver. We'll see. Terry Silver. I don't like the old I don't like the old movie Skay and I like the show. Like yeah. I don't I, like I could care less about Karate Kid. I like, never watched the old movies either. And I so. was I was so You don't happy have to, to though. Chloe loves it. Terry she Silver never watched, she watched the first one. That's it. Dwayne, when was the last time you watched Karate Kid Part 3 though? Because you probably Later. don't remember much about Terry Silver other than he had a ponytail. I, I probably watched it a was... couple times. Yeah. So I, I know, but watched... he makes fun of himself like right in the first episode when he says, the last time I met you, I was terrorizing a teenager and do you know, like, and he's like, yeah, wow. he's like, I just was saying was... that out loud. Sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he was hopped up on cocaine. Uh, he was a billionaire hopped up on cocaine, terrorizing a 16 year old. <laughs> and he says it in the episode and he's like yeah. i'm glad i'm glad i never i never associated with you again i'm glad that we parted ways get out of my life forever i'm now happy being a hippie environmentalist vegan uh <laughs> tofu dude so no, and but, it's funny when, but when he says i was hopped up on cocaine terrorizing a 16 year old to try to get him to do my bidding and then he's like Wow, just saying that out loud sounds stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very self-aware of how stupid it is. So Carla and I watched Karate Kid Part 3 um, the day before this was released because uh, when I knew Terry Silver was coming back, we'd watched Part 1 and Part 2, and then we watched Part 3, So just so that she knows who the characters are. And she said that during the beginning scenes of Karate Kid 3. She's like, why are these grown adults terrorizing a minor? Like, how is that even a thing that they should be taking? She goes, this guy, it lives in a huge mansion. You're like, uh, it's, it's the fucking 80s. What do, you, what do you want? And he's the president. <laughs> Terry Silver was the president of a nuclear waste dumping company. He would take nuclear waste and just dump it in the ocean, and he would get paid millions for it. And so all movie long, he's just signing these nuclear waste contracts. It's just so crazy. And then I told her at the end of the movie, I said, you know, wouldn't it be hilarious if when this season starts, if he's like the reverse of that, he's like an environmentalist, hippie meditation sort of dude. Uh, and it's exactly what they did. I freaking called it and I loved it. I was so happy that they did that. Now, of course I see after episode two, he's starting to get some of his groove back. Um, and that's where I stopped. But I just was so glad that he married or he's with a partnership with some young woman who loves vegetables. and Yeah, they're not married. You know, not married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's great. Um, and so the thing that I'm most proud about, and then I'll let you guys talk, is getting Bernie, number one, to actually sit down and watch one episode of this show. Number two, to sit down and watch two episodes of the show. And number three, to watch four seasons of the show, which is what I've been trying to get Dwayne to do for Breaking Bad, and he refuses. I've watched uh, three what? episodes. He's watched three I, episodes and he uh, quit like multiple the, times. The we third episode of season one is so again. good. Oh my god! How do you not like the third episode? Should like deeply we, hook you into that it series. Should. It did. We, we cannot have mm. this conversation again. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying it can happen. I bring it up just because it can happen. You give something a try. It may not be for you, but you stick with it, and you're like, "All right." Hey, I'm trying I to see. watch The Witcher again. 
I made it to episode three, so I'm I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's a it's a good show. I, the first season, and you just oh, we'll 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 get to it. But um, yeah, I I I'm, I'm only two episodes in. Really like it. Um, I have a smile on my face every anytime I'm watching it. Seeing Johnny Lawrence do kata and the Miyagi Do moves, just I, it's great. It's great. And then seeing Daniel walk across like coals and climbing up chains and just breaking boards and doing all this manly sort of karate. It's that's what I want, man. Them trying to learn. He did that in uh, Karate Kid 3, though. He did. He broke. But nobody knows, though. Terry Silver. (laughs) No, he admitted to his students in season three that he joined Cobra Kai for a while, Um, which he did. He, He became an aggressive you know, angsty, angry person because he was taught the wrong type of karate and then he was using it for the opposite. <laughs> Just saying that sounds stupid, Whatever, right? I don't care. <laughs> oh, it's stupid. It's yeah. totally stupid. Yeah. But it's but supposed it's... to be stupid. But Man. no, I like this season because they've actually gone back to like the heart of the first season. Okay. Of like, it's not really about the kids. It's about Johnny and... Uh, What's his name? Daniel-san. Daniel. Like in yeah. their interaction and them actually being adults and doing this same stupid shit that they did when they were in high school. Like this season goes back to that, which Good. is fun. It's not about the kids like fighting in school and shit. Yeah, that was uh, that was one thing that Bernie when he when he he said it kind of jumped the shark when they had the entire school having a karate battle. <laughs> and we kind of lost them a little bit at the end of season two, but then it, we drug them back in. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that was absurd. Skate. This whole high school just has like a giant <laughs> karate battle in the middle of school. It is so dumb. Uh, that sounds kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Bernie, you're three episodes in and you're enjoying it. Yeah. So far, I mean, it's obvious where this season was going to go with them switching their karate styles and all that shit. Um, yeah, it's fine. It's it's worth watching. Like, I'm I'm not like super into it, but it's enjoyable enough to watch. Do you remember Terry Silver from the movie? Did you ever watch? I've never watched Karate Kid three. I only watched one and two. It's I the don't worst. even like them. I don't well, even now like you're gonna have to movies. watch the next Karate Kid for next season. No. Oh, uh, <laughs> is that no. the one? Is that the one with Will Smith's kid? No, it's the it's one, one with, with um, uh, Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Mm. Yeah, it was. Sweet. It was Mr. Miyagi. Nah, it, it was all right though. It wasn't. It was better than three. Is she gonna be in the show? I don't know. I'm, Oscar, I'm just. A, you mean I'm you just don't assuming. know? I'm assuming. I know, Dwayne. I know the answer to that. No, she's fucking not. Oscar winner Hillary Swank will not be in Cobra (laughs) Kai season five. What has she done lately? Not be in Cobra Kai season five. She might need the money, though. You you never know. Yeah, I mean, you go offer her a couple mil. Maybe she'll make a guest appearance. I don't know. Um, She's definitely going to show up at some point. I'd do about anything for a couple million dollars. Yeah. (laughs) Anything. <laughs> well, that should be our top three. With top three crazy things you do for a million bucks. <laughs> no, we don't need that. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to get canceled. <laughs> yeah, um, I've I've been enjoying the show. Um, 
I, I've really liked it, and um, I, I can't wait to watch the rest. I'm, I'm, all, I'm, gl- I, I feel actually this is one of the shows where I finish the season and I feel sad. I'm like, dude, I don't want it to be over. Um, and not many shows do that to me. You feel sad. I feel sad. <laughs> I like. I wish crying. it wasn't. I wish it wasn't over. I want there to be more. But um, I'm glad I that want it's more Cobra Kai. <laughs> Again, I'll, I'll just tell you, Rami, that they're setting up another season, just FYI. Well, they've already signed no. on for season five. Oh, they have? They have. Yeah. No, Dwayne. Season gonna, five. We're going to do on. another one? No. They're going to ride this fucking gravy train as far as they can go. Hey, dude, <laughs> as long as it's still good. I mean, look, we, we there are plenty of shows out there that have five or six season runs, and they're fantastic television, and they ended on a high note. So... I, I'm hoping. Just FYI, know, uh, the, what's his, Ralph Macchio said? He never come do the Karate Kid again. But you know that money shows up. <laughs> yeah, he'll do it. <laughs> and he he was in an interview, and uh, the interviewer, uh, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, brought that up to him. They said, "Hey, you know, we were reading this article back in the early 2000s where someone asked you, would you ever come back and do the Karate Kid role again?'" And he said, "No." And he goes, "What changed your mind?" And he goes. Um, I mean, of course, the money, but that first season he only made a million five, so it was it was one point five. Oh, million. only only one point five. But I'm just saying, you know, for <laughs> a role, skate. YouTube, what bro. would you do for one point five million? <laughs> <laughs> How many I fingers, skate? I don't yeah. think we have the time on this show to <laughs> rattle off that list. That's a but long that was list. YouTube, though, they launched their stupid YouTube originals, whatever. So they didn't have the money that Netflix does. But yeah. you know, but still, a million five. You know, it's it's not chump change, but you know, for a for a an eight episode arc for someone who doesn't want to cut, do this character again. Again, um, what was yeah. he doing? I know, but he said that he read. <laughs> he goes, he read the script, and that he thought that this take on the character, him being a used car dealer who's um, you know still uh, you know uh, having high school angst and bringing back in Johnny Lawrence as a drunk, you know, uh, dude trying to bring back Cobra Kai. He just, he thought it was a really good script. And so he's on to do it. Um, and I'm glad he did because, uh, his, his act, him and Johnny Lawrence's chemistry is wonderful. Um, it makes the show what it is. So yeah, I, I enjoy it. All right. So do we want to get into some movie talk? That's what we're here for. All right. We're <laughs> Start off with uh, some Matrix Resurrections, and then we're gonna. Oh, can't wait! We're gonna get into some uh, Spider-Man. Do we have to? Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, actually what I'm here for. I'm here for the right. Matrix. Oh, I forgot you're a huge Matrix. I love man. the fucking Matrix. Oh, this awesome. will be interesting. Ser- this- the, the original three movies. I love the original three movies. I should say. I don't want to spoil any third? reviews. I. Oh, I yeah. I think the third was tremendous. Oh my a god. A lot of people a he lot loves, of people shit on it. I really movie. liked it. Awesome. Crap movie. When, oh my god. Skay loves when humans make deals with robots. So he was all in on that third movie. Dude, you the, you like to visually see the story of Jesus? Is that what Yes, I the scene where Neo comes out and like he's walking like in the machine world for the first time. It's like gold matrix like around him and there's like fucking ripples around his feet while he's walking. Yes, I really, really <laughs> liked that. I did a lot. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so 
I'm going to let Skay go last because I want this to end on a positive note because uh, <laughs> uh, we, okay. My history with the matrix um, matrix came out in the summer of 1999, right at the same time that phantom menace came out. So everyone for that summer was excited for star Wars episode one. That's all anybody would talk about. And then you kind of slowly started hearing about this matrix movie, at least in my high school. And people went and saw it and just were blown away. And I just, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go check this out. Mind blowing stuff. Altered movie history. Uh, one of the best screenplays I'd ever seen on the screen. Uh, awesome visual effects. Uh, couldn't believe what I was watching. Masterpiece of filmmaking. Then, of course, they make the sequel. Yeah, they stole it from Equilibrium, but okay. Didn't Equilibrium come out afterwards? Before. Because I like Equilibrium with Christian Bale. I think that's a great movie, but I thought it came out afterwards. That was before. Okay. Well, still, wonderful film. Loved every second of it. It was it was it, was, it altered my, myself as a person. Um, the sequels were terrible. He was trying to do the the bullet stuff all the time. The sequels were awful. Reloaded and Revolutions, I think, is what it was called. That was just the worst. And I knew this when I saw them in the theater. I could not handle those sequels. It was too self-referential. They got bogged down in the story. Ergo, Constructs, uh, Key Masters, just uh, all this stuff that was not necessary. And it was the worst. Uh, Zion. Bleh. You love fucking everything. And you didn't like those two movies. No, I can't I didn't. believe it. I'm like, I'm blown away. Hated them. You love the sex wow. scene in the second one. Come on. Hated him. Dude, yeah. Morpheus's speech in the second one. That doesn't pump you up at all? No, oh, it's the man. sex scene in the second one. I don't remember a second yeah, The sex scene bad. follows Morpheus's speech. Yeah, They're in Zion the dance, celebrating. The yeah. Dance. The yeah. drums going in the background, and then Trinity and Neo are back in the room banging. Like, oh, man. <laughs> Terrible. Off what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The worst. I, hate I used scene. to be able to do Morpheus's like speech from that fucking scene. That was oh, awesome. Man. You're like a, I didn't. I had no idea you were so into the Matrix. Does wow. she turn into Agent Smith in the middle of them doing it? <laughs> no, this is. They're in the real world. They're in Zion at that point. They're not in the Matrix. Smith yeah, can't get right. out of the ma out of the Matrix yet. He's he's bent over and he turns around and looks. He goes, Mister Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. man, you just gave me kind of half a heart on over here <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah, so um all right, let's let's uh let's go around and uh we can just talk real quick about our history with the Matrix and what we thought of the film. Uh let's go with Bernie first. Um I watched 40 <laughs> minutes of this movie, I think, and turned it off. Of course you did. Uh I will say I enjoyed them shitting on themselves sure with the first 40 minutes i did not like the whole video game thing i thought that was so stupid but i did enjoy like uh there's that scene where um christoph from frozen says <laughs> warner brothers i thought it was the guy from Mindhunter. hunter it, isn't the, said, it's the guy from hamilton too yeah uh, he was king george yeah but go ahead um he says, uh, 
Neo asked why they're making this game again, and he said because Warner Brothers said they were going to do it with or without us, which is probably the exact conversation that the makers of The Matrix yeah. had with Warner Brothers. <laughs> Absolutely. Warner Brothers said we're going to make this fourth movie with or without you, so they're like, "Fuck now!" But now they have to do it. So I did enjoy that kind of stuff. The nostalgia bullshit that they did for the first forty minutes of the movie was purposely done. It, it's it seemed like the opposite of what Ghostbusters Afterlife would have been. I haven't watched it, but those two feel like complete opposite kinds of movies, and I do appreciate that because. Lord knows I fucking hate all that nostalgia bullshit. So I did enjoy it. It's just I couldn't I couldn't watch any more of it. I liked what they were doing, but it was just so incredibly boring. And the fight scenes were so incredibly shitty. I just I I couldn't do it. I got 40 minutes through. I was like, I, I, I like how it's not a nostalgia circle jerk fest. It's the opposite of that, actually, but couldn't but do it. It kind of was a nostalgia. It was yes. it was but hugely it was... a nostalgia circle jerk fest, especially for the first forty minutes of the movie. <laughs> but it, it, it was doing that like almost to like make fun of itself. It was in intentional, like right? Yeah. Yes, but that's what I mean. Like it's a circle jerk, but there's intention behind the circle jerk. You know what I mean? It's not it's not like Ghostbusters. Remember traps? Remember Slimer? Remember Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? Remember? Remember Zool? Uh-oh, we need these dogs <laughs> to turn two characters into statues. Terror dogs, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't that. It was kind of like parodying that kind of shit. Yeah, it basically said that the mate, the first Matrix trilogy was a video game series that Neo created. And that uh, it was such a big pop phenomenon and they're looking to make the fourth part. And the, the video game creator, Neo, doesn't want to do a fourth part. Because he wants his life to mean more than that. He wants it to just not be the Matrix. Um, so yeah, they, they're referring to the three movies beforehand as a video game. Um, Dwayne, how many times did you fall asleep during the film? I think I had to rewatch it twice. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I had I to rewatch it. it too, Dwayne. Don't feel bad. I like, fell asleep last night watching it. Like I, I'd wake up and I'm like, oh shit, I missed a bunch, and I had to rewind and go back to where sure. I remembered. Sure. It's I mean, it was okay. I, I wouldn't say I was like thoroughly entertained, but I, I, I feel like this, this is just like Matrix Two, where like, oh shit, we got, we got this guy that's like super powerful in the Matrix. Can't wait to see what we do with them. Oh, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, how many times is he going to stop bullets? Like, he, how many, I think he did five times in this movie. Like, like, that was all he did. The whole fucking movie was stop bullets. What happened to, like, dodging the bullets and just fucking go kill him? <laughs> no, everybody, everybody dodges bullets now. It's not just him. <laughs> like, no. nobody can shoot a an important character in this film. They're, they're uh, stormtroopers. Yeah. agents and shit. Dude, in the whole, like, so half the people in the world are computer people that they can activate at any time. They don't actually possess people's body anymore. But then there's, like, there's the Doogie Hauser computer guy. There's the Agent Smith guy. Morpheus is a computer thing. I'm like, so none of this is fucking real. Who cares? 
<laughs> yeah, Morpheus was like a a, a, a a sentient sort of yeah. Um, he was like a program that like Neo. Program, yeah. These yeah. little microbots Micro or whatever, bots, little nanotech yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, because he's the, that's in the real world. Because he's actually dead, and they can't yeah. like he's not yeah. in one of those pods again. No. Yeah. And the whole like, like so Neo and Trinity are the key to the Matrix. <laughs> Correct. Without them, because they were recreated in this movie to make sure but, that they had. But they, energy. but they can't really meet each other. But they have to be close. <laughs> they have to be just close enough to to get that energy going in order to keep this universe intact. Just so, the tip. Yeah, yeah. Because like Doogie Howser's character, Mr. Anderson. Like Doogie Howser's character says, you know, we've we our energy efficiency has been off the charts since I became in charge because I realized that once I reconstructed you both, that if I kept you close enough together, the energy you would produce could keep this entire thing sustained for generations. But if I got you too close, it wouldn't work. Too far apart, it wouldn't Fuck work. Fuck up the whole thing. Yeah. So we painstakingly over like decades tried to recreate both of you two and but they also went back to like the original like matrix thing you know like it was cool in the first matrix when they're like well why don't you just have a utopia and he's like they're you know they're like well we tried that and it didn't fucking work people didn't yeah. believe that everything could be perfect all the time correct and now correct. they're like the shittier you make it the more energy we get yep <laughs> Because people will struggle against that shittiness and exert more energy mentally and yeah. also physically. They're better batteries. Correct. It's so. This great. all sounds fucking awful. So, I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 in I'm in between because I I was texting you guys uh, around the first hour or so I was watching. I'm like, man, this movie's terrible. And then as it got more towards the end it, it got a little better for me um a, a little bit it, it basically is the first film again okay yes. it's which i which was what i feared when we were talking about the trailer i said okay we we saw the first trailer for matrix 4 it looks like the first movie and i th i said i don't know why they're not taking neo and just still making him super powerful why does he have to go rediscover his powers again i'm like i've already watched that um, I saw that. Or just have a new Neo. Why can't they just have a new The One? No, Neo is the one. Yeah, I don't know. It would be the two, Dwayne. Yeah. <laughs> now, there were like six Pretty iterations of Neo before this Neo. But yeah. this Neo was important. Correct. He went he went back to the source. He was he like he would he finished the matrix. He ended the matrix. Well, and not only that, they had the whole, like, there's robots in the real world that work with the humans because they want, it was just, there was too much shit going yeah, on. Yeah, they, they explained <laughs> that. They said some of the robots realized how they could be free and that Neo gave them that opportunity to realize they don't have to be just, you know, uh, given instructions. Drones. Drones. Yeah, they can they can have free will. So there were a certain section of the robots that actually started working with the humans because they enjoyed that freedom that Neo gave them. I didn't hate that so much. Look, I'm just saying there was too much like different factions in the computer world. Once once Neo and Trinity started realizing who they were, the movie got better for me. Um, 
I, I, I like the ending stuff uh, more than the beginning. I really hated the beginning stuff. I didn't like the video game thing. I didn't like them poking fun at the first three movies. That's just that's that's that, that's them making a joke about those films, which they were really proud of back then. And uh, a lot of people such as Skay thought that that trilogy was a masterpiece. There's a lot of my friends who loved all three films. I don't think they have to go and kind of poke and like, hey, dude, Matrix trilogy. You know, um, that stuff. It's the I didn't same like. writer. What do you mean? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. I, I, she should be uh, Lana Wachowski. She should be proud of those films. Um, she is, but you're allowed. You're allowed to go back and critique things that you enjoy, Robbie. I just didn't. That's like what that. you struggle with. You don't. You don't understand that you are allowed to critique things that you like. Well, I didn't like the first the, the sequels, so well, not fucking yeah. this specifically. You know what <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So as the movie went on, I I liked it a little bit more, and at the end, I said, "Okay, that wasn't the worst." Um, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely ranked it better than the sequels, um, but it wasn't the best. So you know, eh. All right, Skate, what did you think? Uh so. <laughs> here we go i uh, rami i totally agree with you the yeah. first half of this movie with like it, it this movie was like so meta for a long yeah. time meta. It, that's a good word. it was about itself yep. it was self-indulgent and self-aware yep. it was all just like callbacks and like this weird you know like it was really like the process it felt like the process of making this movie like the one woman comes in and throws down, this is our, you know, test groups on the making of Matrix 4. You know, here's what people like. You know, let's get this in here. You know, it felt like it was More that. More guns, right? Wasn't and, yeah, and the, the right. And the the fighting in the first half especially was like that. The, fights in, the fight scenes in the first was not good. And the gun fighting throughout the movie, like, sucked. The, I don't know who they had, like, choreographing the, the gun fighting. But it it was not good. These people did not know how to hold or shoot guns, and it looked like shit. Why couldn't they get? I mean, Keanu has a a master technician on the John Wick series of gun play. Why don't go go get him? Money. There's, there's who did, there's who did no the first one? one? Like who did the first Matrix series? All those oh, iconic yeah. goddamn like gun fights for the, for the series. Like oh, they are. <laughs> are they? They get shot. I don't know. It was no, fucking thirty years ago. Know if it was not thirty years ago. It was twenty twenty years ago. Yeah, oh, they got shot. It was no, years. I agree. Like, dude, but shot. I mean, there's no, he these got videos. stabbed, Wade. That's the tw- that's the twist. <laughs> there's these videos of of Keanu Reeves on YouTube during his John Wick training sessions, looking like a SWAT master. He's ridiculous. Yeah, and then the, you have this, and everyone around him looks like subpar but yeah right? he yeah, he doesn't do any gunfighting like in the film no, like no. i don't think he has a gun one time but he everybody does. else does and they don't know how to hold it like a machine gun they they it's weird they're like holding it real close and like it's i don't know it looks like shit i agree um but the second half of the film like definitely picks up once it, it gets back to like more just like it's the matrix now yeah you know, and it's not like the that metaverse bullshit that they're doing in the first half. Um, once they get into like more of the story, and Neo has to go back to the machine place and get Trinity and blah blah blah. Some of that's a little convoluted. I hated the machines that work with the humans now. Sure. Like, why do they look like birds and have eyes and stuff? That's, 
Why? There's that one little lizard thing that crawls around and like gives them high fives and shit. Like, oh my god, what are they just trying to sell like dolls or something? Like, what is that shit? That was trash. Um, but I forget what part it was. If it was like, there's the big fight scene at in the end at like the bar where it's all the cops and stuff, and they're trying to get Trinity and Neo back together. Or maybe it was the scene when they finally get like jacked out of the matrix and like see each other in reality again for the first time since they died 20 years ago. Like I was nearly like brought to tears at that. Like that was like, Oh fuck man. Like it, Shut it up. got better to where I'm like serious. I I'm like serious. I like it was, me. it was I like, like heavy duty that like seeing those two back to like getting back together again. Like, yeah, I was like, wow, man, that, that was actually good. I actually yeah, like that. I did too. Um, this, uh, this movie is ranked fourth out of the matrices for me. Matrices, um, whatever. But it, size. But it did, like, it started the first 40 minutes to hour of this movie sucked. It was not real good. And then once I watched the second half again today, like, it was like, okay, this is, this is better. The ending it's, seems. It's Go ahead, like Dwayne. the other. It's like the sequels, though. The 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 shit that happens in the Matrix really cool. All the shit outside of the Matrix sucks. Like, see, I <laughs> I like that stuff from the 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 third movie, especially where they have the big battle where all the squiddies come and like they drill into fucking Zion and they're standing there on like the bridges with all those big fucking mech units like shooting the machine guns and shit up in there. The general, like the the actual human struggle against the machines, there. That I know, shit, I love that shit. Like in the first one, they did that well. Like there was a good balance. Like we got more of the Matrix with the cool shit happening, you know, and the, the tension of like, oh shit, we got to get them out of the Matrix because because the squids and, are coming, yeah. they're invading the ship, and they're gonna yeah. blow them up and blah blah blah. Right, right, and they're actually gonna die in there. But yes. But I don't think the the other movies did built that tension well. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't I didn't feel as threatened by the outside world in the other movies. So just show me the fucking Matrix and what all the cool <laughs> shit that can happen. I real, also real quick, I got a question though. Yeah. What did you think of the reverse bullet time? Uh, that was weird. Uh, I don't <laughs> it so felt <laughs> when I was weird. watching it, it was like I felt like the frame rate on my Xbox was fucked up or something. Like Neil Patrick Harris seemed jittery to me, and like I don't know what was going on there. That was kind of odd. Yeah, it's like he was still able to move at a normal pace, but everyone else around him was slow. But it was a very jarring experience. I did uh, like was, when he yeah. when he held the apple up next to long. Trinity. <laughs> yeah. That, that that apple cool. like exploding, I like that part. Yeah, and I did. The guy who plays Neo's partner, like in the Matrix or whatever, his video game partner, um, who's Agent Smith. I really like that guy. I I thought he was tremendous. Like no, his, I, I I thought he's a perfect guy to play Agent Smith. Yeah, if you're not gonna have Hugo Weaving, that guy like. It he gave off the vibe like perfectly. He he was tremendous. He was awesome. He's a great in kind actor. of mimicking that. He is a good actor. Yeah. yeah if like, you if you haven't watched Mindhunter, go watch Mindhunter. If you haven't watched Glee, go watch Glee. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> is he in Glee? Yeah. <laughs> of course he is. Yeah. It it 
I, I agree with Skate. It got better as the movie went on. Um, I, I I don't think it's the fourth uh, ranked movie. I think it's the second best. So that shows you how much I like the sequels. I think this is number two. Hmm. <clears throat> so, Sounds like a number two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. We'll 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 give a we'll give a well Bernie can't give a score, but just, we'll give a quick two. Score. Uh, two out of ten. <laughs> I, I give it a five and a half. You know, five and a half out of ten. Dwayne, I was gonna go five. All right, Skay. I I kind of want to score it higher. Like, are we factoring this? Like, should I judge this against the MCU movies? No, no, like, no, 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 no. Could it's should just, I score it like that? Like, no, just in it's it. the Matrix. Yeah. No. Because I enjoyed it better than a lot of MCU movies. <laughs> you have to score it um, against all movies. Against all movies? Yeah, this is mm-hmm. this is in the world on its... its yeah. This is in the movie world. Hmm, man. I'm, st- I'm still going to give it a 7 because I like The Matrix, but that Fuck makes it my you. lowest ranked Matrix movie. So, <laughs> Dude, it's- Revolutions gets like a 3. I love that movie. Yeah, and maybe I think the second one's the second one is probably my favorite. I'm thinking oh. maybe maybe we need to do a Matrix uh, MCU. Uh, Dude, series. I'll I'll do I'll do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I've watched movies. all those movies so many times, man. Like, ugh. can we find somebody who hasn't watched them? Dude, do you do you understand what the 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 how many notes you're gonna have to take on those sequels? trying to explain what they're talking about i'll take i'll be the host of that show i'll take the oh, notes <laughs> all I, right. I i i oh man i could go deep into that shit good i'm out <laughs> <laughs> all right and with that um we have a special message for our listeners and then we'll be back with our no way home review this episode is sponsored by the farm drinkery best dive bar in the corner of a strip center on Champion Forest Drive in Luetta in Spring, Texas. 22 local beers on tap and world-famous wings. Come for the great atmosphere, stay for the free high five. Use the code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your bill. All right, so let's get uh, to the portion of the podcast that everyone's been waiting for. Um, We're going to be discussing Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, as we mentioned, we're, we are late on this review. Um, we're going to do a more in-depth review when we uh, uh, do our uh, uh, Three Beers in an MCU podcast. Um, but we want to give our initial thoughts and our impressions. We won't give any scores at the end um, of how we felt about the uh, film, uh, the theater atmosphere that we went and watched it at, um, the whole nine yards, you know, watching it during the holidays, uh, which is, again, is another reason why this review is delayed, because we all had stuff to do, um, you know, these last two weeks. So, uh, spoilers yeah, ahead, spoilers ahead. All of us watch it opening weekend. I'm assuming I Thursday. I was there Thursday. Wow. Opening day, baby. Yeah. Thursday show. I know. 6 PM Thursday. Jeez. <laughs> First showing skate. We got, we got skate excited for the MCU. Oh, I got crazy. I got free tickets too. So that helped. Wow. <laughs> well, Still counts. I mean, you still had to go. I, so, I was there. Hey, technically, I went opening day too. It was Friday. 
technically. But now, now opening day is Thursday. I mean, some theaters were showing it at what, like four o'clock? Yeah, three. I yeah. Think three o'clock. Theater. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so was y'all's atmosphere kind of the clapping, hooting and hollering sort of scenario, or was it yeah. more kind of chill? Hell yeah. Yes. Okay. Very much so. All right, awesome. So you got that total end game sort of vibe from your from your movie theater experience. Uh, it made me it made me realize how much I well, I've been going to the movie theater the whole fucking pandemic. Yeah, me too. Uh, but I haven't been in one with an audience like that. I saw cats by myself. So, um, well, that makes sense. <laughs> there was there was hooting and holler, and it just wasn't as as boisterous as uh, No Way Home. It was uh, just your own hooting and hollering. The people going nuts during this movie during certain scenes. Oh man! It, I, it was I will just say like, I went Friday at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Like my my theater wasn't packed packed. But there was people sitting in uh, Bernie's row, so oh, it was wow. pretty full. There you go. <laughs> you mean the best row? <laughs> Second that's row where, from the front. That's where I had to sit. Like we got there about fifteen minutes before it started, and like there were no seats left. It, I we sat in the second row. Uh, oh, you, you went want... for a press release one, man. You got to get there early. Yeah. yeah. Bernie and I went. To, I mean, uh, Rami and I went to. I think it was Captain America. Mm-hmm. Right. And by yeah. the time we got up there, they were like, we were waiting for like an hour. Yeah. We get up there, they're like, uh, sorry, the theater's full, but you can go see any other movie you want. We're like, yeah. all right. <laughs> you don't yep. have assigned seats in your theaters, gay? Oh, no. No, not no. for uh, press, not not for press releases. If you get a press ticket, it's first come, first serve. You got a press ticket? I don't know what that even means. I, I don't yeah, know. there's no, there, he didn't get a press ticket. He's just in a fucking theater that doesn't have reserved seating yeah i thought every theater like had a peasant now like well, that peasant free, so. maybe yeah. i didn't buy the tickets so i don't know i didn't they were gifted to us i still have to take those people that got us the tickets out to dinner because we were supposed to do that but it was so damn late by the time we got out then we're like <laughs> fuck it we're going home <laughs> so the only thing that we've discussed before we get into the movie was uh like bernie sent a text uh just letting us know after the film he's like whatever you thought this movie was going to be it's better than that and when one of our podcast members says something like that you know a lot of us nerds you know and pop culture people we amp ourselves up we read internet rumors we see internet videos and we just kind of have all these theories about what's going to happen and who's going to be in it and what are they going to do but when one of us says whatever you thought whatever you read it's better uh, that is high, high praise. Okay, high praise, especially from Bernie. Especially from Bernie. <laughs> so for for me to go into that movie on Friday, knowing that someone said it's better than you can expect, I was just so pumped to watch this film and to experience what I've been missing during the entire pandemic. Because Bernie's right, I've been also going to the theater during the pandemic, but it hasn't been the same because the theaters are thirty percent full. Um, those crowds aren't there and, you know, I understand it. People are nervous and they want to stay home. And a lot of these movies are streaming on your television. So there's not really a reason to go, but this is, I can officially say for sure that it felt like the old days, $260 million opening weekend. Who won the contest, by the way, who, who guessed the highest? I think it was you. 
I don't have my book here. Pretty sure it was. I think you said 220. Yeah. Yeah, I I said 200. Yeah. I just had a feeling this was going to be like the Dark Knight, Avengers, sort of Infinity War territory where you're going to have that 220 to 250 sort of opening. 260. No. That's insane. But FYI, Matrix, following week, 15 million. So. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and it was also streaming though. But I even know. for a streaming movie, 15 million is very depressing. Um <sighs> it just means that people aren't into the matrix anymore. That's just a dead series. No. Yeah. <laughs> dead. <laughs> dead franchise. Um so uh let let's get into the film. Um It was wonderful. It was it was one of the cool, I mean, other than Endgame, it was probably the second best theater experience I ever had. Everyone in my theater was like pumped. Um, they were super excited to be there. We, I was there on a Friday night at 10 o'clock and it was great. Uh, the atmosphere was awesome. Everyone was clapping and uh, just very excited to see what was happening on screen. Um, so the environment for me was wonderful, but What Marvel has done with this movie is extremely impressive, okay? I think we all need to take a moment to understand what we saw on the screen. I don't care what you're nostalgic for, what you were hoping to see. The fact that they were able to do this blows me away. And we we kind of alluded to this last time. We said, and spoiler alert, right? We have the old... Spider-Mans from the previous franchise making an appearance. Now this leaked numerous months ago that there were, you know, they're going to have Toby and Andrew Garfield in this film. And then we got some like really like realistic looking photos of them on set. And we're like, okay, that doesn't look Photoshopped. Right. So we said in one of our previous podcasts, what if this was like 1996 and the whole Marvel universe had happened and the whole Spider-Man franchise had happened, and you're sitting in a theater. When did we and, say this? I don't remember this, but yeah, it was on. We were saying <laughs> we were saying that the the day we live in now is a day of spoilers, and that everything oh, yeah. is just you just you just see everything now instantaneously. Yeah. You're just scrolling if, through Twitter. If you didn't know any of this was coming, how oh my jazz God. would you be if you sat down and Ned is doing the portal motion, and you see Andrew Garfield's costume in the background, and you're like. Now, wait a minute. And then he jumps on screen. Dude, back in 1995, 96, in order to see a movie trailer, you had to go to the movies. So a lot of people didn't even wouldn't even have seen a Spider-Man No Way Home trailer unless you went and watched Die Hard Part 2. So, you know, there, the world that existed back then, this would have been a massive shock, shock waves around the, the movie theater community of that the, they got the old Spider-Man actors to come back in. But unfortunately, the day we live in now, we had all this crap spoiled for us in advance. Um, even though I think Bernie said in one of our podcasts that they're not going to be in it, right? Or no, did you, he said, uh, wouldn't it be been, funny if they weren't? What if you, would, it, would it be funny if they weren't? Okay. Yeah, they were, they were... It's been confirmed they've been in this movie for like a year. Yeah. So it's, it's, it was one of those things where we knew it was coming... The way they did it was awesome. The the fanfare, the 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 story, 
the villains, bringing it all together, you know, and also being able to expand it into multiple universes, having that potential at your fingertips. Like, hey, we've had all these different Spider-Man movies, and here's the reason why. It's a multiverse. Bang. So easy. Um, being able to do the um, one more day storyline from the comics and instead of Mephisto having it being Doctor Strange and, and doing it in such a superb way where he's trying to erase the memory of Peter Parker. Awesome. I know it seems so glitched, like so cl like like uh, cliche and so gimmicky that, oh, well, you just have this Sorcerer Supreme who wants to erase everyone's memories. How convenient. You know, but it worked. It worked. What a movie. And there's these clips that I've seen um, where... Uh, so thanks for listening to Three Bears and a Mic. <laughs> okay. I'll let someone else talk. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. Someone else. Dwayne, go. It yeah, go ahead. Brady. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get on a rant. I was go gonna ahead. say it's so a couple thoughts. I wish it was two movies because I feel like we didn't get a lot of time with, uh, especially some of the villains like Lizard and Sandman. I don't, I don't think um, got enough screen time. Well, they weren't actually in the film. That's why they had to use the digitized versions of them because they're. They, they they allowed Marvel to use their likeness, and they said, yeah, you can put my face in the film, no problem, but I can't be there on set. That's why Lizard and Sandman were the Sandman and Lizard versions, because yeah. the real actors weren't able to make it on the set. But, but even then, they didn't get as much screen time as I would have liked to have seen. I mean, real it's... quick, though. Uh, real quick. I promise I won't talk anymore. Um one of the things we said that we were worried about is that Toby and Andrew were going to show up at the very end and make like a quick cameo just to save the day. I'm glad they didn't do that. They had them in the movie a long time, and I like that. Go ahead. Great. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, that. I liked throughout the movie there were a lot of Easter eggs for, like, for example – um, that scene when they were on the roof at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. And there's um, graffiti on the roof that says S. Ditko and G. Kane. Skay obviously knows who these people are, right? Of course he does. Yeah. Uh, you texted me like after the movie, <laughs> I think, and I still I don't remember now. <laughs> Steve Ditko is the art, the original artist of Spider-Man, and Gil Kane is another artist of Spider-Man. Just like little stuff like that, like little things to the the artists and writers and stuff of the series uh, was really cool one of the license plate was like stan lee's birthday you know little little cool stuff throughout the movie to pay homage to to the creators i always I think they stuff. do that in every movie Don't, isn't there a, a license plate or something? i haven't i haven't like his, no, i think his stan birthday lee's. is somewhere yeah 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 they do it in a lot of them um i always like seeing stuff like that because you know these writers and creators and even ed brubaker um, who created the Winter Soldier? He did uh, the Fat Man podcast, uh, Kevin Smith's podcast, and just said like, "I don't get shit for creating Winter Soldier. This movie makes a billion dollars," and he's like, "I literally get like nothing from it." So, I mean, I know seeing your name in graffiti isn't like a <laughs> doesn't make up for the billion dollars, but it's still cool, you know, for them to to show the creators and stuff. Yeah. yeah, they recognize your work and whatnot. Um, I thought 
It was a very emotional movie, like very emotional movie, especially the end of it. Um, I thought the the three Spider-Men were hilarious interacting together. Um, it it was a nostalgia focused movie, which I normally hate, but it had a purpose to it. You know what I mean? It it wasn't just remember remember the lizard, remember Electro, remember this, remember that. It it was that, but with a purpose, and I think they did that right. I think if you're gonna go nostalgia heavy, that's how you do it, and then it, it just pays off in the end where he he saves the day, puts everyone back into their universe without killing them because this Peter Parker is good. No matter his decision is to do what's right and what's good, no matter the consequences. He has to save these guys. He can't let them go back to their world where they're going to die. He has to do what's good. Um, so he does that, and then he has to sacrifice his feelings and everything to to save everyone. So no one knows who Peter Parker is anymore. Um, which is weird because he, I would imagine he'd still have a social security number and all that stuff, but I'm not quite sure how the um, government well, paperwork. Well, he still exists. Of this just story. people don't know who he is. People don't know that Peter Parker He's is Spider Man. Well, they don't even know who Peter Parker is. He doesn't have friends. He doesn't have. Nobody knows who he is. Aunt May was the only one who knew him, and he and she's dead. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, Nobody knows who he right. is. Yeah. He goes to the coffee shop at the end with um, MJ yeah, and with, Ned. Yeah, and, yeah, and they don't right. know who he is. And he has to watch them all excited, like getting into college and stuff, and just knowing that, one, they don't know who he is. He had that relationship his whole life with these people. They don't know who he is. And then he has to watch them achieve what he wanted for his life and knowing that he, like, he can't have that. He can't celebrate in yeah, that joy they, with them and be. They part literally of it. brought Spider-Man back to Spider-Man. Yeah, right. He doesn't have Tony Hawk tech and all this stuff anymore. Now he's yep. Spider-Man. That's exactly. It was a. It was a soft reboot. Yeah, that's what I would call it. Well, it was one of the things a lot of people complained about. They're saying, "Well, he just has all this help, and anyone can be successful if you have all this tech." Well, now he doesn't. And he has the comic book uh, outfit too. Outfit accurate suit that he made himself. Um, I know Skay was so excited to see that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? The little wings under his arm. Oh, the little spider web under his his armpits. Um, yeah, I, I. We'll obviously go into more detail in the MCU show, but it was. I don't know how you could do this movie better than what they did. You can't. It's impossible. The movie is impossible to beat as far as making it uh, making it coherent. I'm with so all glad the he said Spider-Man he's not franchises. To Sorry, but you can't do it better. <laughs> you could not have done it better. Is Plus, this going to be your first ten, Bernie? Is this going to be the one, the only ten? No, you, have, you have to wait. Tens. Tens no movie ever gets yeah. ten. No movie we'll ever. see. I don't know this. The way he's talking about it, he doesn't know how you could do it better. That sounds like that's doesn't like the definition of perfection. I, well, no, I don't know how you could do this movie better. I didn't say I didn't know how you could do, you know, a better movie. This story. 
All right, we're going to save uh, Dwayne for last because he's the Spider-Man connoisseur. Uh, Skay, what'd you think? I liked it. I generally enjoyed this film. Um, it's probably going to wind up my favorite of the Spider-Mans. Okay. Um, you haven't seen Garfield's, though. I haven't seen <laughs> any of them. I haven't seen, you well, haven't I mean, other than, this, other than the two we've watched. I didn't watch any of the old ones. Though. I thought wow. you went to the movie theater with us for Spider-Man 1. If amazing, I did, I don't remember story. it. So <laughs> that shows you how much. Do you remember, I, what, I do you remember what you did in 2001? <laughs> in no. the mall, I'm pretty sure you were with us. When I'm we saw pretty it. sure I wasn't. Midnight. Yeah. Midnight mm. showing. I was at Snakes on a Plane, but I was I don't remember <laughs> Spider-Man 1. Still my favorite movie theater experience of all time. <laughs> Snakes on a Plane. Yeah. Did we ever um, tell you guys this story? No. We brought the... rubber snakes to the showing, <laughs> oh and we were God. throwing it in the audience, and then every now and then one of us would just be like... Snakes. When snakes would come on the screen in the in the movie, we would start hissing. <laughs> and then other people in the theater started doing it too. So the whole theater just started like hissing through that. And, we, and they started throwing the rubber snakes that we were throwing. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was a good time. But um, for me, I, this like being at the very first showing, I don't know that I would do that again. Like it was just, like I didn't. He was just like too much to be there, and like people were screaming at like everything, like every little fucking thing. When the Green Goblin thing came on, you know, like we saw that in the trailer, the grenade rolling out there, and I yeah, knew yeah. what the fuck was going to happen. Like, what are you like screaming at that shit for? Like, fucking relax. We've seen this already. I would probably like waited there though. too. Maybe they haven't. Know. The entire theater hadn't like seen that already. No, I don't man. know. Like There's yeah, it was it was two hundred Ramis in that movie theater. <laughs> I know, I know. That's I would maybe wait for you know to go with like the Dwayne's and stuff too. Yeah, you, you want just a hundred Dwayne's. You want yeah. <laughs> I would you know just a slightly calmer. Like yeah, some of the parts are really exciting. You know, the three Spider Man swinging down you know out of the tower together to fight all the baddies. That was fucking sweet. That was cool. Oh my god, Andrew Garfield saving MJ. Oh, I told you that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that was like I. As soon as like, she walked out on the that. fucking scaffolding, I'm like, "Oh, he's going to save her. This is his redemption." Oh, what a moment for him, though. But right? isn't that great? Like, but see, Dwayne, I know yeah, that it's, I was. I, I just it was just too Dwayne, cliche. For it seems no. It seems like low hanging fruit. I understand oh, yeah, that. It definitely is. But they, someone still had to say, "No, we should do that." Okay, because that. You, he told the story of in his world, he what was the line he used? He said he stopped pulling his punches. He was so yep. angry that he was just going on a murder spree. He was when he would fight these criminals, he would just beat him to death. The and, pain he suffered for years, Dwayne, of losing the love of his life, knowing that he probably should have saved her, but he just was like inches away. Yeah, to be redeemed by saving someone else. That weight lifted off his shoulders, Dwayne. It was a very emotional moment. No, but it's the yeah, way he tried to save her. If you, notice, if you notice, when he saved MJ, instead of him trying to catch her with the web, he caught her first with his arms and then used the web as the escape hatch. He should have done that with Gwen, but he didn't. He didn't no, know. He, he couldn't. I, Trial and error. You no, know, he he thought he could catch her with the web and then maybe like bring her close to him or something. Yeah, he that snapped her that. neck. 
No, it snapped Doing her that back. Snapped, yeah, it snapped. Yeah. So he learned like right from that. He said, hat. no, I'm going to I'm going to catch you first and then I'm going to I'm going to use my web to to <laughs> to to soften my momentum. And dude, it that was, was still cool. just it was just too too I can't obvious. believe you didn't like that. It was too obvious. First of all, out of the three Spider-Man, he was the best. Just so we're clear. Oh, he, 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 stole he stole the, the show. show. He was the best Absolutely. in this film. 1,000%. Well, here's, him, here's him my take, though. was the best. So, originally, I always thought uh, Toby did the best Peter. Uh, yeah, Andrew did really? a great Spider-Man. He sucked at Peter. Um, he sucked at Peter? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad. Then, on this then Tom Holland had a good balance of both, but I think I think in, I think even the fucking redeem himself. It was like I'm going all in, man. I'm just I'm gonna steal the show. But see, that's the thing that people don't remember. Andrew was good in his movies. He just had a crappy script and awful. No, villain. he was he was not a good Peter Parker. I thought he was. No, I th- I thought he was the best Spider Man. I think yeah. Tom Holland's the best Peter. I he was the the he was the best Spider Man in this in no, this by by, a, by mile. a mile yeah by a mile when he when he said what did he call uh what did he what did he say to Toby when he's like dude do you have a suit under there or are you just gonna look like a cool youth pastor yeah. I I I. Like my, I could not control my laughter. That was so funny to me. Um, well, well, even the whole like when they were trying to figure out like, you know, when they're talking like, "Hey, we need to work as a team here." He's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna be Spider-Man one, you be Spider-Man two. He's like, "All right, well, I guess I'm three. Yeah, dude, <laughs> like, that's so funny. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so that funny. Is, you know, even even the whole banter of they're like. Oh yeah, I I, I fought an alien from outer space and this guy and this guy and oh I fought in outer space. But he's like, well I fought a guy in a metal rhino suit. Oh my <laughs> gosh! He's like, wait, you've been to space? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did Tom all say? I don't want to brag, guys, but I'm I've been in the Avengers. They're, They're like, like oh really? They're like, what's an Avengers? Yeah, he's like, what is that? <laughs> is that a band? <laughs> oh man. All right, Skate, please finish up. Uh, I don't know. It was enjoyable. It was good. I liked right. it. That's I, I don't remember what else I even wanted to say. Like It, it was a fine movie. Oh, I, I do remember. I had one more question. Sure. When, you know, when the movie's over and people start clapping, who the fuck are they clapping at? I, I have like, the same is it, is it's fucking digital projection now. There's not even a guy sitting up in the fucking like booth <laughs> changing the reels over or anything. Who the fuck? Like, is, you think like, uh, you know, Tom Holland's going to come out the bat? Like, oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, glad you enjoyed it. See ya. What? You know, we'll catch you in the next I don't one. I what your point is. You're not, you're not allowed to clap for the See, I just, I think it's. For the production of the film. They're I think it's just movie. stupid. I think they do stupid. Everyone who, so everyone who made the movie, Skay, everyone who had a part of it, yeah. they're clapping for They're the not effort. there to receive the applause. <laughs> so? the why do you have to have a recipient? That's why that's you applaud, because there applause. is a recipient. Skay. Skay. Yeah. You want to let Guess them what? know that you appreciate it. Skay, you're watching, 
you're watching a fucking penguin game and Crosby scores in overtime, you clap, you know, you like clap and you're pumped at home. Well, I can't hear you, man. Well, you yeah, that's because I'm excited. You know, it, it excites me personally. Like the, you know, it just, I just don't, I don't, I don't applaud. I'm not sitting here like giving them a round of applause. I've given rounds of applause to sports teams before. I can, I can I almost can guarantee that. I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that, that has always, anytime I've ever heard that, that's just like confused the shit out of me. Why are you clapping? Like, yeah, it was good. We all know it was good. We're all here and we just watched it. We know it was good. And you don't need to fucking clap. I, uh, I just don't get it. Okay, okay. Just let people have joy in their life. They, it's fine. You know, whatever. I didn't. They're expressing like, their joy. What the I, fuck do you have a problem with that? I didn't stand what, up why? and tell everybody to shut the fuck up. Like, I didn't this turn sounds, around and sort of, like flick them all off or like anything. Like, this sounds like you're working on a stand up special. Scale, I just okay? don't get it. I just don't understand it. <laughs> What's the deal with people clapping at the end of movies? I have been watching a lot of Seinfeld have lately. Have you, <laughs> have you heard about that? Seinfeld on Netflix now? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of the, those episodes. Oh, so man. Dude, maybe I, that's I'm it. on season five right now. Uh, I'm I'm still in two. Like the yeah. old ones. I don't remember a lot of the old ones. Some of them stick out, but yeah. Speak, well, the, speaking of old ones, I think Dwayne has to uh, tell us about... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah go ahead, Dwayne. Is oh, this the Seinfeld yeah. podcast? Is <laughs> the newest show on Cross the Streams Media. <laughs> Dude, well, did we, hear, that's a lot of content there. To hear my review of uh, Spider-Man, just go listen to Front Row Negative because I was just on there and I talked about all this stuff. So. Oh, <laughs> we'll just we'll just insert a clip of Front Row Negative in right here, Dwayne talking about it. Yeah, that's that's always what you want to do on a podcast. Instead of give your opinion on your own show, just refer people to another podcast. <laughs> Hey, hey, that's man, a good I plug. I'm promoting the network. Yeah, are we at the end Podcasting of the show already with these 101. plugs? <laughs> no. Uh, I'll give the same review. It was fucking amazing. This is like yeah. everything I've wanted for from a Spider-Man movie my whole entire life. And the yeah, fact that they could time. bring back everybody. <laughs> and make it's it like 80 back. years. Guys. And make it work. <laughs> They brought it's, back it's, everybody. Like, and, you know, I think we alluded to this a little. Like, this, you said the Spider-Man, all the Spider-Man came in pretty early. Dude, they did not waste any time getting the villains. And, like, they were, like, no, right in there, man. I figured they'd be, like, halfway through the movie before we even saw one of them. No, Norman Osborn was a big character in this film. Big. And... and Big. Dude, Defoe is fucking awesome. He was he really was good. Wonderful. Right. Like that switch when he switches to fucking goblin. Like, yeah, just, man. Oh my god. Like you're like, I, oh shit. I, I don't want to um, interrupt your uh, flow here, Dwayne. But what was up with him stabbing Toby at the end, and then there being no consequences of that? <laughs> well, there. I mean, we thought he was going to die. But, but it reminded me at the end of Avengers when Loki stabs Thor in the side. And I'll remember this because in the theater, Kate screamed whenever, but no one else reacted to it. It was just one. It was just her screaming. He stabs <laughs> Thor in the side, but then like nothing ever comes of it. But it's just the it's shot. Just bizarre. I mean, 
but, but Bernie, there's a lot of movies that do that where a main character gets shivved or whatever, and you think, oh man, that's the end of him, and then and you're like, oh no, he's okay. It's just that initial but shock. But he didn't moment. even like react to it. He just had to have his arm around Andrew a little bit. <laughs> I mean, Toby was pretty messed up. He told no, he wasn't. He was perfectly like, fine. Well, I don't think he was what he standing said. there, just leaning on Andrew. That was yeah. like the most of the consequence. It was just sorry, Dwayne. It was just bizarre that they did this. It did like it was just fucking pointless. Like why? Why do? Why? I mean, I'm glad he's still alive because that's he why it died, doesn't get I a tense. I would say doesn't get a 10 for me because of the fucking Gwen uh, redemption scene. I can't believe you didn't like that. That's so crazy to me. Why can't he have a redemption? Dwayne? It's so obvious. It's He's just... suffering, man. He's suffering. He, he said looked, it in his own looked, universe. He's no, he to said kill he people. suffered, but he looked pretty good by the time like he, he'd worked <laughs> through it. I mean, yeah, he's he... laughing and joking. He's not in too much pain. <laughs> I can't right. believe you didn't like that. But I thought that was stuff, one of the best stuff, scenes of the movie. Right. Stuff oh, they did, like Electro, right? When he turned yellow. Mm-hmm. One one quick line. Bernie loves this, and so does Skay. Hey, man, this is different energy. This is awesome. And that's mm. why he's yellow, not blue. Like Explains it. <laughs> boom, done. Move on. Mm-hmm. Like, But it was, again, redeeming the other movies, like fixing the problems from the other movies they kept. They kept doing uh-huh. it. Andrew Garfield, him, all this stuff. My question to everybody who's seen the movie was it sadder to see Aunt May die or for the scene when Peter had to like say goodbye to everybody? Peter. Aunt May. What? I. I... Pe- Peter having to give up his entire life was way more sadder than Aunt May. Yeah. Um, Rami? Yeah, it was the... Well, you guys know that I love movies that have a really sad ending. So <laughs> seeing Peter going and visiting his lifelong friends and his girlfriend who are actually... No, that's not, what, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. When he well, had to say goodbye or when Aunt May died. When he had to say goodbye to his friends, right? Yeah. Which one was sadder? Yeah. That that scene with Peter. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, yeah. They're he, both scenes with Peter, but. <laughs> no, the scene with Peter, we had to say, because he went into that diner and realized that his friends are way better I off. Think he's ta- I think he's talking about saying goodbye to everyone, the Spider Man's and. Like at the Statue of MJ. Liberty. God. Oh. Well, that too, I, I still think this- that's sadder than MJ. Can I pick the scene where he had to not no. reveal himself in the diner? No. I can't do that. No, that's okay. not the question. All right. So then uh, out of those two where he had to say goodbye to MJ at the Statue of Liberty or to Aunt May, I pick Aunt May. I See, still pick I, I'm with Bernie. I still think the end scene was – and only because Aunt May passed away. It was a very touching and you know scene. But then it was like, oh, shit's happening. We have to move on. Like He didn't even get mm-hmm. to grieve. So the grieving at the end is not only do I have to say goodbye to everybody, but I'm going to be alone because the one person that knows me is fucking yep. dead too. So mm-hmm. it's more impactful at, at the end but than did when you, she passed away. I think the reason I like the Aunt May scene so much is because um, 
I think we all knew while she was still kind of talking normal and was kind of going through the motions and seemed like she was okay, she was clearly bleeding internally. Do you guys like the fact that she had she said she said the line? Did you think that was too cheesy or not? Mm, it was, it was all right. Cheesy. Like it, it had to be said in this world, so it was, I it thought was it was fun. great. I thought what was, was the line? Well, with great power, great power. Come on, great uh, power, come no. on, responsibility. What does she say though? Isn't that what she says? No, it's the actual line. What's the difference? Go ahead, repeat it. There is a line. I, I'm probably gonna fuck it up, but it's with great power. Not comes responsible. Shit, what that? Now I'm gonna fucking write for. I'm pretty sure she said what we just said. No, she didn't. Uh, somebody Google it. I don't want to Google, but I know it's something other I'm than not, that. I'm not googling. That's what it's become in pop culture, but the original line was different. And she says the original line from the comic book. I, I mean, like I say, I know you guys, you know, you may, ah, that was kind of thrown in there. Or maybe that was too cheesy. But look, if they were going to do the line and they were going to put it I'm in not the saying, film, no, her they saying did the it line in a great was, way. No, her saying the line was fine. I'm yeah. okay with that. Like, it had to be said in this world, right? Like, that, it had to bring the connection to all the Spider-Mans. Yeah, she was just trying to tell him because she she was on her, you know, death's doornail like, "Hey, you know, don't blame yourself. Like you took on this role, this is a big responsibility and I'm about to die and I know you're going to blame yourself and don't do it." Also, um, uh the scene with uh Toby and he's like beating the shit out of uh Green Goblin. Oh man. That was so fucking awesome. Like yeah, so was- intense, so like like I'm like, oh, he's gonna kill him. <laughs> no, <laughs> when he grabs his glider and he's gonna like stab him with it. Yeah. Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne, he was going to kill him. I know he was. That is not one of those things where he's like, and it goes to the side. No, he was going to murder him, and that was so Again. awesome. Again, yeah, no, he kind of murdered just... himself. Oh, yeah, man. with oh, the man. glider. Yeah. <laughs> On a lighter note. I enjoyed that um, Peter's school mascot is the Tigers. Doesn't she say go get them, Tiger? Or go get them, Tigers? Oh, yeah. Betty Brent? Yeah. Skay, MJ's fav- um, famous first words is uh, like, face it, Tiger, you just hit the jackpot or something. Yeah. Her famous first <laughs> comic book word. So they named well. the mascot Tigers. She said, go get them, Tiger. You like and that, If you go back and rewatch those Tobey Maguire movies... Uh, MJ's character is really awful to Peter, like terrible. She wants She's in an like, abusive relationship. Rami. She wants to like marry a spaceman, and then she like just yeah. Her dad crazy. beats her. I mean, and she come like on. dates James Franco, <laughs> and then nah, it's she awful. dates she dates uh, Deathstroke. Huh? Flash Thompson. Oh, Flash Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Keep forgetting he was in that movie. Yeah. Um, hey. The yeah. best part of hey. the movie was them getting rid of fucking Sony's Venom. <laughs> that was the best part. Now we're we can have MCU Venom. Yeah, so I, I did not like the way they did that. Oh, real, I no, did. Real, I did. Why? Excuse me. Real quick. Real Wait quick. A minute. Okay. Hold on. Ahead. Real quick. All right. Uh, so the the scene where they're in uh, Ned's house and the grandma's there talking. Mm-hmm. Well, the people next to me understood what she was saying, 
<laughs> so they're like laughing, and then Ned translates, and then the audience is laughing. <laughs> it oh, was the weirdest cool. scene because I'm they're laughing. I'm like, oh, some shit, good shit's coming right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're like laughing at the grandma before like the audience do it was pretty funny did y'all's theater know that uh daredevil was the lawyer did anyone did you guys get claps and laughter at that scene or no yeah yeah everyone was yeah. like who the fuck no, is this guy? No, it's funny, i didn't though. understand that, it that was that carla's has, favorite part that's that getting part. a little like overlooked by people it just is because very overlooked because it's right at the beginning, you know what I mean? And so, so like, much shit happens. Yeah, nobody's yeah. talking about Daredevil being in the movie. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, that was her, that was Carla's favorite part because she had no idea he was going to be in the movie. Zero. Dude, so, uh, just FYI, shocked. Charlie Cox, uh, he, he has a job with Disney forever because he kept that fucking secret. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, that was just wonderful. Wonderful to see him. So we got Kingpin. I mean, this obviously, this obviously means this means he's obviously going to show up in She-Hulk, right? Like, yes, like he's got to be there. He'll be in Moon Knight too. Oh my god! In the costume, what? He'll be in I Moon hope Daredevil and, and Moon Knight have a fight. Oh boy! I hope. Uh, yes. <laughs> real quick, Dwayne, how can you? The things that I thought you would love. You hate, and that's crazy to me. How can you not like the fact that they have an end scene where the symbiote is kind of transferred into their world through Eddie Brock in another dimension? Why is that not cool? To you? Without having to put up with fucking Sony's shitty Venom. Yeah, because in Spider-Man 3, you had this dumb alien goo that just dropped on a so motorcycle. Real quick. This is way better than that. Real quick. I did watch Venom 2. Skate, do not watch it. It's a piece of shit movie. Oh, you finally watched it. It's a giant piece of shit. Yeah, you finally watched it. Okay. Horrible. <laughs> even the fucking, even after watching Spider Man, then Venom, and seeing the after credit scene, I'm still like, this is not fucking worth the movie. This is stupid. You know, the fact that all, all the, everything disappeared that wasn't supposed to be in that world, except for this tiny little piece of fucking goo. Come on. It's That's not how human. You introduce Venom. It's not human. It's it has nothing to do with that. It came from a different world. Everything from the different worlds went away. I don't know. Except I, for this fucking drop of shit on a fucking I, bar. Just, it, if That's you're a silly thing to be upset about. If though. you're going to introduce ah, the symbiote into Peter Parker's world, literally, I think it's very the smart. MCU to bring goes it. into space all the fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> but this is well, yeah. So they should have seen him by now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm, just, I'm just saying, dude. This is a better way to introduce them. I don't think so. If you're gonna, if if you're gonna try to introduce an alien symbiote, then have him come in when the multiverse is open and things are happening and crazy shits going on. Just a little drop, a little goo on a on a bar on a bar. Why top. was nothing else <laughs> left behind? I just like I said. Why there, was nothing else left behind? I want to know. What Skay's favorite cloud bad guy was, you know, when they show all the people that are like about to enter the world if they don't. Oh yeah, they have a lot of silhouettes from yeah. They Who do. was your favorite Skay? Was it Craven? I don't remember that scene. Craven was my favorite. <laughs> do you like Craven? Ah, I love him. <laughs> yep, I agree. I totally agree. What's Craven. your favorite part about Craven? What do you like uh, about Craven the Hunter? 
was going to ask you, what's his nickname? He's so he's so craven. And he hunts. That's, <laughs> I, I have two favorite things about him. Okay. He's very good at making potions. So I, he's right up your alley. Potions? Mm. Mm-hmm. He makes potions that like give him power, like strength and shit. Does he wear like a loincloth type of thing? Uh, he uh, no, he chest. wears like a tiger like <laughs> vest. Oh, tiger, okay. Like a big poofy vest. <laughs> he's pretty cool. And he, they're supposed to be make, he's supposed to be the bad guy in the next uh, like one of the Sony movies. And I guess one of the last points is, do you guys like the fact that the end-to-end credit scene was like a sneak peek at Doctor Strange 2? That that shocked me. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, come on. What a way to drop a trailer. Yeah, you get to see the trailer in the movie theater, which is what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Like, how cool is it to see the trailer for the first time actually in the theater? So, so cool. awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I thought it was great. I, it that that shocked me. I was like, "Ooh, what's this?" And then they showed the full like two minute trailer. I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Like, surprise. I, I yeah. think you can find it now online, right? Oh, they yeah, released it. They released it over the weekend. But at least for the Thursday and Friday showings, like people got to see the Doctor Strange trailer without having to watch it on their phone. <clears throat> I like how they're like pretending that he goes to Wanda for help, like she's a good guy. But yeah, she's gonna, be, she's she's gonna be the bad guy, dude. I I that's what I'm thinking. You watch nope. it, okay? She's gonna be the bad guy. It's gonna be Mephisto. Mephisto, <laughs> <laughs> dude. At some point, Mephisto's just gonna be some like piece of shit. It's gonna be a joke. That they just it's gonna be a joke yeah. somewhere, right? Yeah, it's gonna be an absolute joke. Like Quicksilver, like it's Mandolin, gonna be a joke. Um, uh, Mandarin, Ralph, Ralph Boner, yeah, man. <laughs> ben Kingsley is gonna play uh, Mephisto. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll save our review scores for the episode of uh, Three Beers in an MCU. Um, hopefully, we'll record that in the next couple months, and um. All right, so uh, I I don't have a top three for this week, but I wanted to ask ask you guys. Do y'all do New Year's resolutions? Because no. I want to see if anyone had one for the new year. And that's you ask me show. every year. I know, and your answer is no. always nothing. No, they're so fake. They're so fake. So when people like, say like, don't lie to yourself. Like We're when people say like, anything. "Well, I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to eat better." That lasts for what? A couple weeks, and they give yeah. up. Yeah, Stupid. maybe three. You get a month. A month of that. Right. Have some self awareness of. Like how big a piece of shit you are. <laughs> that should so, be everyone's New Year resolution. Mine is actually not trying to like better myself or my health. I actually do have one this year. It's to play more video games. Oh, um, that's that's mine. Is to play. I've, I've actually been getting into more Halo. <laughs> See, that yeah. deserves a round of applause. Yeah. He's here to receive yeah, the right. applause, so you can clap for that. Uh, you guys have seen me on Halo more often. Dwayne and I what have been a hero. once or twice a week. Um, Skay was on the other night. So I have one more challenge this week. For the weekly challenge? Oh, yeah. Nice. The splatter nice. challenge. Oh, you yeah. got to splatter somebody? Oh. Yeah, like five times. Oh, you're never Just play big team battle. I know, but it's, big team always fucks up. It does. You can it hardly ever get in. Yeah, they've actually right. released they've released a little statement on that on Xbox. They're saying, "Hey, we know Big Team Battle's not working that great. We're trying to fix it." Blah blah blah. But yeah, mm. we just stopped trying to play it because it it takes forever to load, and then when it finally loads, 
one of us is in the game and the other person isn't. So, man, we give up. I haven't been able to play for weeks, so I don't know any of this stuff. I know, Dwayne, I was talking to you. What do you guys think about the campaign? Have you done any? I know, Bernie, you've done like the entire thing and collected all the shit already. Uh, Rami, have you, saw, you played you the campaign at all? Yeah, the first uh, the first two hours, you're just walking down a hallway. When does it open up into the big world? After about two hours or so. <laughs> okay, because I'm it's like I'm, the I'm, Matrix. Once you get through the first little bit there, then you yeah. know it gets better. After level two, it's after level two you can. Well, well you really can't explore everything. It's like it's pieced out. Like different parts of the map are pieced out where you have to progress certain. Yeah. Well, because I was excited about this open world concept, even though Dwayne wants the hallway. Stuff. I want the hallway. I just want to yeah. go. The open world the stuff hallway. is like not that. It's like nothing. But there's like missions and stuff. I want to go do the missions. Nah, there, there's really the not the other open world thing where the missions are like there's like three of them and they're all. There's like a hundred of them, but there's really three of them. They're all the same thing. Yeah, unless go fetch you like this thing. Go defend, attack like, this base. Unless you like collecting 110 little uh, audio files like I enjoy doing <laughs> in video games. I, I like that, yeah. You're, it's fine. Like you're, you're going to not explore the open world that much. So Bernie, you haven't had access to your Xbox in like two and a half weeks. You already beat the campaign? Mm-hmm. Oh, and collected absolutely everything you can. That's crazy. 100%, baby. Now I gotta go and beat it on Lasso. Yeah, I wanna do that legendary speed run that you guys sent me. That was <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start watching videos and, and do a lasso a lasso playthrough. What's a lasso? What the hell's that? It's where you uh, legendary all skulls on. All skulls on, yeah, where you enact every single skull and beat the game on legendary. So you have like no radar, half your it. bullets, you like I've done no it shields. On, <laughs> there's no uh, little marker to show you where you're aiming. Yeah, no reticle. Uh, okay. Yeah, I've, no reticle. I've done it on all halos. So I gotta, hmm. I gotta that do it. That sounds on miserable. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it, it absolutely sucks. Every it's bad like... guy has shields. It's It's not fun. But you want that achievement blinker, the beep beep, so you can get your forty points. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for joining us on our extended episode of uh, Three Beers and a Mic. We had a lot to get through after the Christmas holidays, and uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Skay, for filling in for Adam. Uh, oh, definitely. That was it was great. Um, you're not. You're no longer a guest host. Skay's not a guest host. He's a, a host. So oh. uh, we've ex- mm, promoted. He is, he's a host. Wow. Yeah. We've expanded our we've expanded our Three Beers family. Our uh, universe? Yeah, so <laughs> in 2022, Skay has earned the right of oh. host. Oh my god. That's Skay. my that's my present to you. Word of advice. Politely <laughs> decline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I'll consider good. that. I'll sleep on it. I'll sleep on it. All right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, follow us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Three Beers and a Mic, Cross the Streams Media. There you can listen to a bunch of podcasts that uh, you never thought you'd enjoy listening to. Um, it's okay. Pop- you can be on uh, Rami's new podcast, Only Tense. <laughs> <laughs> Only Tense. That sounds good. 
where where every movie I rank is a ten. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, um, enjoy uh, enjoy y'all's uh, holiday. Uh, Happy New Year again to everybody. Let's have a good 2022, and uh, see y'all uh, next time. Peace. has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.